Kiss 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendes. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. It's the Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. So the question was in this new survey, if you won the lottery, would you split it 50-50 with your significant other? And I don't necessarily know if these were people who are in married relationships, if they are people who might be engaged, if they are people who are dating, if they are long-term. I don't know what the parameters of relationship was. Mm. But let's just say we're talking about long-term relationships because those would really be the only ones significant enough to ask people about. Mm -hmm. This has been an argument in my house. So the question was, if you won the lottery, would you split it 50-50 with your significant other? And what is the, what is the argument in your house, Maureen? Because Matthew wants to give millions of dollars to friends and family. And I say For that... what? That, and I, as a gift. And I say that's not fair. So I say if I win, then... I'll give you a little bit, but I'm not going to split it with you because you're going to just gift it all away. <laughs> and then, then what are we? Then what are we left? But I don't with? understand what his rationale for giving it away to friends and family. Because, like, oh well, we should give them something and take care of their future. I'm like, but they didn't play the lottery. Wow. Jeez, huh. man. So the answers are not particularly good news for couples. One in six people say that they would quickly end their relationship <gasps> to keep all the money themselves. Those are all miserable people. Yeah, and the people who want to stay in the relationship, a quarter say that they would do a 50-50, that they wouldn't do a 50-50 split. They wouldn't. So, so I guess that one person would like hang on to it, but we would both just live large. But uh, then how... The yeah. survey also found that 36% of people... Um, say they dumped their partner if that person won the lottery and didn't oh, split it with wow. them. So let's start a new life. So if if Matthew won the lottery, right? Let's say yeah. Matthew bought a ticket. Yeah. And Matthew was like, okay, we're set for life. This is awesome. This is great. I'm going to do what I'm going to do with the money. And he didn't give you 50% of it. Would you break up with him? No, because I need someone to do the laundry and stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Maury. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Historically, this day, June 11th, has been a massive day for movies to be released. Okay. Like a massive day throughout the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Um, so is it like a, a thing, like a trend? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So June or just like yeah. so happens. Yeah, it's just, I, think it, I think it just so happens. So... Uh, June 11th, 1982, E.T. opened... Oh, wow. June 11th, 1986, Ferris Bueller's Day Off opened. Ooh, good one. June 11th, 1993, Jurassic Park opened. Wow. 99, Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we, haven't yeah. Let, we haven't let rocks... I haven't seen... Explain this to me. Uh -huh. I have not seen Austin Powers in a very long time. Okay, in a very, very, very long time. And I keep having the conversation with Catherine that I think in my head that Austin Powers would be appropriate mm. for Roxy to watch. She keeps saying no. 
but I don't want to sit and watch it and vet it. I was to just going to say, sure. you may have to like screen the movie Do first. Do you remember anything from Austin Powers? That, Other than that, his hairy chest and him being so horny? Yeah. And I, I, don't want to, I don't know if I want to have to explain horny, though. Yeah. Because he says a lot. Do right. I make you horny? Yeah. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. Do you remember when everybody used to do that? Yeah, okay. totally. Okay. So throughout history, there are like modern history here. There were things that people said, lines from movies. Yeah. Swing. Okay. There were, there, were, there were lines from movies that people said that were awesome at the beginning and then quickly uh, made you dislike that person. Okay, quoting Let's Austin go. Powers was one of them, yeah. right? Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh-huh. there was that. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, quoting Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> but my lips were real bad. <laughs> okay, that was Tina, the... <laughs> Tina, go, go eat your lunch, you fat lard. <laughs> He's talking to the llama, by the way, and, the fat llama. And Borat. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> those this three suit is not black. Those three people would quote all the time, and everybody yeah. was doing it, and it was fun at first, and then you just really started to dislike the people. That quickly got annoying. Oh my god, <laughs> Catherine. When I first met Catherine, she was very much into quoting Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, like, really? All the time. Like Napoleon, oh, or like all the other characters? Napoleon, like all the time. All the time. And she did the voice. And she was so hot. Is still hot. But, but at the, what I was saying was she was so hot, but yet I was just like, oh my God, you're a Napoleon girl. <laughs> did she ever do any of the lines from Kip? No, nobody Kip does. Kip had some classics. Nobody does Kip. Oh, and I think that that's a shame Kip, about that movie. Kip had some classics. Yes. My favorite. He was like, when Napoleon asked him to do something and then he, he reached... He sticks his head out from behind the computer. Yeah. The co- computer screen. And he's like, Napoleon. <laughs> I can't even say You're just jealous that I've been online talking to babes all day. <laughs> <laughs> what was Kip's girlfriend's name? LaFonda? LaFonda was the best. <laughs> yeah, classic. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I got too much sleep last night. I mean too much. Too much. What's too much sleep for you? I ordered a double burger and fries and chicken fingers. And then that was at like seven and Roxy and I crushed it. And then she was in my spot on the couch. So I kicked her out like a dad does. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Off my spot. (laughs) Yeah. Did your dad have a chair growing up? Like his spot? Uh... No. No? He never no. had like the chair, like you know, that's dad's chair. No. And like if you could sit in it and watch a little much music after school, but when your dad got home and he walked in the room, he no. didn't even have to ask. You just got up out of his chair. No, we never had really? that. Really? Yeah. My dad had a lazy See, boy. We did, yeah. And then he gifted it to me when I got my first apartment. Really? Yeah. Did you keep it or did you get rid of it? No, I kept it until my two cats destroyed it. Oh. Yeah, no, I have a spot, right? Uh-huh. And so Rox doesn't know yet. That, that's my spot. <laughs> oh, what do you mean she doesn't know yet? Well, she refuses to She's acknowledge dead. it. The life is different now. Oh. Everything's different in 2021. No, she knows, but she just doesn't it's care. Just not, she doesn't, there's no respect. There's, there's, there's no... <laughs> kids today, huh? Yeah, no, no. I, like, uh, I'd, hear my, I'd hear the toilet flush and I knew my dad was coming. Right? And then I would just... <laughs> get yeah, up, get up, get up. Yeah, yeah, I would just get up out of the chair and then he would sit in the chair and he wouldn't even acknowledge that I warmed it up for him. You know, right. like the disrespect was there. What if you sat there. in Roxy's spot to upset her? She doesn't have a spot. The yeah. whole, when you have a kid, the whole house house is her spot. No, she has a spot. It's called your spot. Yes. <laughs> right? Her, her spot is everywhere else. Yeah. Right? Everywhere else, which is fine. She can. She so you ordered what? A double burger? I had a double with... burger, 
of fries, fries and gravy and chicken and gravy. fingers. And then I oh. had really good hot sauce in the fridge. And that's why I wanted the chicken fingers. And then I just wound up getting on my spot. I fell asleep at 7. And then hey, Catherine won't be at midnight. And you oh, know the God. COVID-15. That's not a challenge, right? It's just no, stuff. It's just, it's just happening, I know. right, to everybody. I know, but it's I was so proud of myself wanted. because I achieved it so fast, <laughs> right? Like said. I just uh, so now I'm working on uh, working on something else. Now I'm seeing like now I'm eating other things, right? Like now for a meal, I'm no longer eating just a burger and fries. Now I'm ordering burger fries and chicken fingers. Yeah, oh, keep adding, wow. right? I just keep adding. I'm stacking, right? It's like <laughs> my my Jenga's huge right now. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just gonna keep going with it. So you got too much sleep. I got too much sleep last night. I'll I get all, I'm all time? foggy right At now. Seven? No. Like 7.30, 7.45. And then you woke up. Like Catherine, Catherine woke you up midnight. at midnight. Yeah. So five, oh wow. So yeah. five hours, so four and a half. And then... You went to bed? No, I went back to bed, yeah. And I woke up at... Well, I, I tried to fall asleep because a cat was licking my hair. Uh-huh. That's a whole thing. I have to babushka that, when I go to bed. All that grease. Yeah, I take I take a uh, the sheet and I pull the sheet right up over my head and I put it all around my head and I just leave my face out like I'm wearing a hoodie and you've pulled the strings really tight. Yeah. So I do that with the sheet and then I lie down like that and I hold it under my chin with two hands <laughs> so I can still breathe because otherwise the cat just comes and cleans me all night, <laughs> right? And she just like licks my That's hair. That's how you sleep? Yeah, because otherwise I have to sleep with a cat licking my hair and then the other cat like eats my hair. Yes, like a babushka. Like a full hoodie, right? Is what I have to do with the sheet, and then I hold it under. I hold it under my chin, like there's a monster in the room, and I'm scared. Then I just want to cover, and I just want to cover everything up, right? So I had too much of that last night, and I don't feel good today. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see the uh, you about to lose your job? video that was going around on social yesterday? That was the woman being arrested, right? Yeah, I don't know where in the States this happened, but apparently it doesn't look in the video like she was part of any protest. Okay. And she's being arrested by the police. They got her detained. They got her hands behind her back. So I'm going to play for you the original interaction, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to play for you a remix that somebody did, oh, but there's a twist to this remix, okay? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. When I don't want to be detained for no damn reason, yeah, that's how the f*** I act, naturally. Ask anybody who know me. What you in school for? The f*** are you talking about? Why are you detaining me? You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Get this dance. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me She's done, for nothing. You're like a two-step dance. You're detaining me for nothing. And you about to lose your job. You ain't even got no job because you're training. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Is this worth you losing your job because you about to? <laughs> So, because of that, and because she was singing, this brought out a great remix. But the thing is, the remix was created by two people who have already given us, blessed us, with amazing remixes already. Okay. And I think this might be the first time that the two collaborated. One of them is I Marquise. He most famously did the Cardi B coronavirus song. When I don't want to be oh, the t- Not that one. This one. Oh, 
Marquis. And then Suede the Remix God, who we recently talked to on the Razamoga show, is most famously known for his Fergie National Anthem remix that he did. <laughs> Fergie. Poor Ferg. So, Suede the Remix got. So these guys got together? And I Marquis got together to give us the You About to Lose Your Job remix. and Mocha Show podcast. You see this Al Sharpton thing where he took a shot yesterday at um, Justin Trudeau? Ooh, shots fired. So Justin Trudeau, the, the video is from I think like last week or something like that, right? Where they asked Trudeau what his thoughts were on Trump. And he took a 21 second pause while doing the press conference to sort of form his thoughts. You've been reluctant to comment on uh, the words and actions of the U.S. president, but we do have Donald Trump now calling for military action against protesters. We saw protesters tear gas yesterday to make way for a presidential photo op. I'd like to ask you what you think about that, and if you don't want to comment, what message do you think you're sending? So he's at the podium. <laughs> Birds chirping. Oh. That's, that's not even a sound effect. <laughs> no. <laughs> that happens in real life. Yeah. Still, so awkward. He's just staring forward, still staring. Oh. Still staring. So awkward. Deep breath. <gasps> Mouth noise. We all watch. There we go. <laughs> in horror and consternation what's going so, on in the United States. So that was that. And the then Sharpton yesterday was at the George Floyd Memorial. And I guess he was asked by a Canadian outlet. Was it CBC? Is that what it was? Um, what was going on today? And listen to Al Sharpton take a shot at, uh, at Trudeau at the end of this. The hope I have is I've seen as many whites marching as blacks. I've seen people old and young. It's a new day. The time has met the moment of change in America. And I'm going to express that in my eulogy. And since you're from Canada, I won't have a 21-second gap before I say what I have to say. Oh! <laughs> wow. Oh! Jeez. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man. Yeah. Let that sink in, Trudeau. And uh, and I know Sharpton's so good on a mic too, huh? Like he's so he's so he's like one of the one of the greats. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was the uh, that was the shot. You know, like. You're just forming your thoughts, right? Like I know it took Trudeau 21 seconds, but it was a, a little, it was a little long. Yeah, but you a are long 21 seconds. It is a long 21 seconds, and I would even and, say 10 seconds is too long. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not slamming somebody for wanting to get the right words, but I think that in a situation like that, you should have already had the right words. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Unless it was done for for drama, which I don't know either. No, no, there, no, no that no, could have no, been. That was not. I, done don't for drama. Know, I don't know. I don't think so, man. I don't know. Let's, There's no way. I don't know. He's a drama teacher. No. I don't know. I'm just saying it's true, right? It's true, though. So. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Tara Reid is on hold. We're going to get to her in a second. She's been, like, super busy while locked up in quarantine. Yeah, according to Tara, she is in major talks, is what she told Us Weekly, to play Carol Baskin in the Tiger King movie. This is the Nick Cage Tiger King movie. Are you thinking about it? Is this true? Um, There's definitely, we're definitely in major uh you know conversations and working out the things you know you know what i mean the offers and this and this and that so let's see what happens but i would love to play this character it'd be amazing she's also producing a movie called uh, mashes mushrooms and what she <laughs> did was she said that she actually reached out to megan markle to star in this movie she says uh one of my first offers for Mash's Mushrooms was to Megan. I was on the phone with her agent trying to get her in the movie, trying to find out the price. And then, of course, the other Tara Reid, the confusion started uh, with the other Tara Reid who accused Joe Biden of sexual assault all those years ago. All right, Tara Reid, it's Roz and Mocha. How you doing? Good, it's late here, but I waited up to talk to you guys because you're wonderful. You're the best. And I want to I have a great conversation. Nice. So, okay, here's what's what's going on because your name started trending a whole bunch over the last little while. Let's start with Tiger King because the story was that you were in talks to play Carol Bastion, right? It never happened. No, no, no. The media, you know, had media with me for my whole life. They just saw the picture of me and the picture of her. It would be a perfect you know, character, but the fans all do that on Twitter. Oh, so just to confirm, yeah. Tara Reid, you are not in talks with anybody to play Carol Baskin from Tiger King. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, really? Because there was like all these quote. Who's Philip Ashfield or Philippe Ashfield? No, there's just a lot of people that are behind it. Yeah. They've got different conversations, but if you're coming to the source. Like, I'm definitely not lying to you. But would you play, like, do you have interest in playing Carol Bastion in a Tiger King movie? Oh, I'd kill it. Oh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. She's such a psycho. Yes. Like, nuts. I'm, like, out of her mind. And there's, trust me, I could go way deeper than her. Like, it it would be an amazing project, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know it's going to happen. It was so weird. It's like, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to use my timeline. So first it was Tara and Tara with Joe Biden. Yeah. Then it was so the tires of Kyle Bassin. And then it went to obviously which we all are desperate it went to, you know, coronavirus. And then on top of it, then we get these I don't know if you heard about this. We have murder wasps. Yeah. Murder oh, hornets. Murder hornets, yeah. Yeah, murder hornets. And like they're selling like if you go on the internet, you can see somebody, like, it's crazy. Like, they can kill you. I'm like, what's going to be next? It always happened after 
you know, right before the presidency happens. <laughs> Scary. Uh, the, the other Tara Reid, because you mentioned that, Tara Reid, of course, uh, was the woman who uh, was uh, accusing Joe Biden of sexual assault. And did you get mixed up in that? Did people think that that was you? Yes, 100%. I got, like, so much hate mail. How, uh, Tara, how dare you? How could you put down Joe Biden? I'm like, like, literally, I was like, who the hell is Joe Biden? Because I'm so not political at all. Right. And then we realized, like, who he was. I'm like, and, and then I was like, well, then how would he touch me? And, and I'm like, I have nothing to do with these people. I'm like, this is an absolute lie. And I'm like, if you read letters, I'm Tara R-E-I-D. Yeah. She's Tara R-E-A-D. And she's about, you know, 30 years older than me with black hair and... Like just didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not gonna jo- you're not gonna vote for Joe Biden in November then if you don't know who he is. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not even like that far. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I just want us to open up, you guys. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, what yeah, have I, you been doing it, it, stuck indoors during quarantine? Honestly, I've been uh, doing more stuff than you imagine. Uh, so I'm producing this movie called Monsters Mushroom, and I found five million dollars. It's a, that's a budget. But I believe in this movie, and so every day I'm on the phone call with White Cross, she's my director, and who I just adore. Like, you have no idea how great she is. I think she'll be one of the biggest directors in the world. Wow. Is this the same movie that you're trying to get Meghan Markle to be in? Oh, who? Meghan Markle. No, we never put that up. That's another thing that made it make it. Oh, okay. (laughs) With me, with me, you know, with me, it's everything. Like, everyone wants to be... Terry Reid, everyone's a crash Terry Reid. It's just, it's a normal day in the life of Terry Reid. And yeah, it sucks sometimes, but you know what? You gotta put it up for the greater being and the greater power. And, and, and that's why as many people as pushed me down the stairs and killed me, I don't die. You're in Los Angeles. Are you are you close to where the a lot of the, the majority of the, the protests are, are happening? Have you been involved in that at all? I didn't go in the protest, but uh, you have no idea. They're next to my house. We have 20 helicopters flying around right now. They go all around the house. Like, But the one thing that is good in this, having more peaceful protests, and the thing I was scared about the most is that they were going to start going to people's houses. And thank God... They haven't. But I also live in a, a high-rise building. with They have guns out, two studios on out. They lock all the floors right now to mm-hmm. get in the elevator and go anything. Like, we're pretty safe here. We have food, like, you know what I mean? So we'll be okay, you know? How are you guys feeling? Yeah, we're, I'm really great. Um, you know, it's uh, it's crazy times. We're just trying to get through it, right? I mean, do you guys ever imagine this would have happened like, not even a year ago? Like, everything's gotten crazy. What are you going to do? What's like, the What's the first thing Tara Reid does when sort of lockdown is, is lifted and, and life sort of goes back to whenever normal it's going to go back to after after COVID? To be honest with you, that's helping me like with, with what I'm doing. You know, I've been meditating to Dopak Chakra. And we had a, um, about 30 people on our, you know, on our tent, like, what is it, on our thread. Yeah. And we've all been doing it. It's about abundance. And you have to write down, like, who you like and, like, who you don't like and, like, and how you can forgive them. And it's deep. It's, like, it's 21 days. It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. You've journal for it. it. It's really already changed my life. It's, there's nothing. I didn't even meditate before. Yeah. Everything's, like, meditation, yoga. I was like, that's stupid. I never got it. But now I understand. Like, 
I see where they get their balance from. Tara Reed, amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us on the Ronza Mocha Show. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime you're going to talk, always call me. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> so that was Tara Reed. <laughs> that was Tara Reed. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Y'all good? What's going on with your hair today, man? Look at this. Bro. Hold on, let me take my headphones off so you can see proper. Look at so this. did you see, I don't know if you saw or not, the other day I posted on uh, Instagram that I need a haircut. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you look like, uh, what did I say? I said you look like a cross between Han Solo and Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Hando. Hando <laughs> <laughs> shot first. Yeah. Uh, and then the oh, amount of comments, long. I know yeah. it's very long. Yeah, I haven't cut yeah, my hair yeah, since yeah. February. Yeah, good for you. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I shampooed it this morning, which oh, is so why it's it makes... Yeah, it's shiny and puffy. It looks really <laughs> puffy right now. Bro. Uh, but I post on Instagram that I need a haircut. And like hundreds and hundreds of comments. Yeah. And I would say... The majority of comments yeah. were all saying that I have your hair. Oh, my God. They were like, you're starting to look like Roz. <laughs> you're starting to look like Roz. OMG, you have Roz hair. Yeah, we should get the same haircut. <laughs> I mean, my hair now. My hair Yours now is, is really long. My hair is really Have you trimmed long. it at all? No, man, I'm not going to. At all? No. How long are you going to grow it? Until I can get it cut. So I'm, like I'm fine with it. A couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's I may not even get it cut in a couple of weeks. Why not? I don't know. Aren't you feeling hot? It's the summer, man. No, I don't get hot because Bro, of hair. I, I'm so hot. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So <laughs> how so is this? Hot. How is that hair going over in the house? Because uh, because Jenna doesn't know you with longer hair than what you've had. The longest my hair has been. Yeah. And I don't even know how long. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Right now. Can you sort of push it forward to give yourself bangs just so I can see how long that top is? Just push it forward. Like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Push this. Right. All of it forward. Just push all of it forward like that. Yeah. I haven't oh, had this oh, long oh, hair. It's got a mind of its own just like mine does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bangs work for you. <laughs> Shut up, man. See, I can't see what you're looking okay, at. So. So, okay, so what's your plan then? Are you going to cut it yourself or what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to ride cut. it out. It's is it? Cut. Even look look all here, the wings on the side. Yeah. Like, yeah, look how long yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, right? That's great, though. I think you look good. <sighs> I, I mean, I think I think that you could use a little product in there. Like what? I don't know. Like some like sort of a clay or like yeah, a wax yeah, or something yeah, or mousse yeah, or gel. Yeah. A lot of people on <laughs> IG were saying like use gel or mousse. Mousse. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you something about people on IG. Okay, okay. bunch of bloody trolls. Trolls, right? Trolls. Yeah. Because I haven't had mousse in my life Dude. since I was like I don't know, Dude. teenager or whatever. In, in 2020, if somebody ever gives you the comment of you should put some mousse or gel in it, just delete that person because <laughs> they're a troll. Uh, are you comfortable with it though, or do you feel like? Oh, I hate it. You hate it. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like it at all. That's too bad. I I brought a hat with me. Yeah, because I, I like wear it. a hat. I don't know, man. I like. It. I think why? Because it looks it like go. yours. <laughs> no, because not because it looks like mine. I just like to look. at, You know, it's like um, I don't know. It's it would be like if if your wife, you know, you know, started getting into wigs, where you sort of look at it and you're like, oh, it's like you're my wife, but you look kind of like a different woman, right? <laughs> like like when I'm I look at mocha, you now, I'm like, like a different mocha. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you, you're you're my mocha, but you sort of look like a different mocha. Like it's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, question for you. Do you have two seconds? <clears throat> well, yeah. Okay. What uh, <laughs> <laughs> question is that, bro? I believe it was Vice that did this, but they ranked the 12 most annoying cartoon characters of all time. Okay. Okay. 
So who would you say is on that list? Who are you putting on the list of the 12 most annoying cartoon characters on the, on the, uh, of all time? Okay. On Family Guy, I would say the pervy old man. He annoys the hell out of me. No, not on the Is list. Not on there? Not on the list. Bigger names than the pervy old man on Family Guy. <laughs> he even remembers that one. Because <laughs> he just bothers me so much. Okay. Do you mean uh, the neighbor? He's so, got the, 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 hi, Chris. That guy, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't ever do that again, Mar. <laughs> Why does Whatever. that come so not, naturally not, not to quag, you, that sound? Not Quagmire, not, not the other no, pervy one. No, um, Quagmire is giggity. You mean the guy next door? Oh, Chris, did you deliver stop, my paper? Stop, I just asked you to not do that ever again. He, Mocha just I, said no, do it again. No, 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 no. I never no, no, said no. that. He never said do it again. Oh, did you? <laughs> no. No. Uh, at number 12, uh, Ruby from Max and Ruby. I hate that show <laughs> so much. <laughs> if there is anyone over at Treehouse that I could email yeah. or even text and say, hey, can you please reduce the amount of times you show Max and Ruby? Uh, they put uh, at number 10, I'll get to number 11 later, but at number 10, they put uh, Sober Barney from The Simpsons. They like him better <laughs> when he's drunk. Yeah. Uh, Spike from Transformers. Uh, okay. Uh, John Arbuckle. I don't know who that Who's is. Who's that? Uh, it's just a pathetic loser. Serves no purpose at all. This guy, I don't know who that was. Uh, all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at number seven. Well, I would disagree. Uh, Goofy at number six. Oh, man. What's wrong with Goofy? Donald Duck at number five. No, I disagree with that. Uh, Porky Pig at number four. What? All these beloved characters? Yeah. That's uh, all, folks. Mater from Cars. Oh, I love Mater. Come on. Uh, Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks at number two. Yo, but he's the rascal. Yeah. He's the one that gets them into all sorts of trouble. And at number one, yeah, they have SpongeBob. What, what's wrong what? with SpongeBob? Because the, the writer said that every single person on that show just yells all the time. So he hates SpongeBob. But Caillou is number 11 on the list. Caillou? How can we forget yes. stupid Caillou? Stupid Caillou. Um, Caillou should be number one. Yes. Because on everybody, everybody hates Caillou. Like Caillou is without question the number one most annoying cartoon character. Actually, can I throw another one out there? Sure, please. Because we have a three-year-old in the house. Yeah. So we're watching all these shows. Peppa Pig. Shut your mouth right now. We'll fight. I will I'm fight sorry. you right now. There are I will take some... off my shirt and I will fight you right oh, now. please fight and have him take off his shirt. <laughs> Shut up. Or, I swear to God, bro. You're so inappropriate, like all the time. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, it's Ron Zamoka. Who's this? Hi, my name's Sophia. What's up, Sophia? How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. I have a question for you, a favor for you. I don't know if you guys can do it. Uh, it's my daughter's 12th birthday today. Would you be able to call her to wish her a happy birthday? Call her? Where is she? She's sleeping right now. <laughs> oh, is she in the same house? Yep. Oh, why don't you just go wake her? Okay, one second. Hold on. Mm-hmm. What's up? Hello? Happy birthday. It's Ross and Mocha. Oh, my God. Thank you. All right. How you what doing? What do you got planned for your uh, <laughs> your big day? I don't know. Not much. No? Just sleeping? Yeah. All right. So you're 12 today, huh? Yeah. What's right. your What's your big plan for 12? Um, I don't know. Maybe babysitting some kids across the street. Like, that's really it. Yeah. How did uh, you wrapping up school soon, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How's the online stuff going for you? I hate it. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you hate it more than actually being in school, or is it like about the same? Like, I'm one of the weirder ones. I actually kind of like being in school. Yeah. So I hate it more than actually being in school. Wow. Hey, have you ever talked to a 12 year old who who just woke up that sounds this awake? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm a morning person. Yeah, sounded like it. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got I in a fist fight with your mother. On the radio every morning, and I share it with you guys. No, you're the best. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. And uh, be good. Can I have a question? Yeah. It's a question. Oh, you want us to ask you? Oh, okay, I wasn't even done yet. But, oh, okay. Um, Bossy, much, huh? <laughs> Between Miles and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. You have an infectious laugh. All right, cool. Thanks. But I have to choose Ross. Oh. Oh, wait. <laughs> he just got trolled. Your <laughs> eyes just lit up. <laughs> I did. You just ruined my day, kid. Anyway, happy birthday. Thanks. Thank you. Later, right, go back to bed. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Slight ch- chance of showers this afternoon. Nothing like what we got last night, though. Oof. That was nuts. I know. Catherine Roxy went and stood in it last night. No. Yeah. Did you guys get hit with any, uh, any oh, hail? Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah? It was just like sheets of rain. Like you couldn't even... How long were they out there for? Like yeah, five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Just with an umbrella? No. Just like they come guys, in the house wet? Yeah. Just testing nature like that? Yeah. That's what they do. Like come at me, bro. Yeah, life pauses when there's a big giant rainstorm. Life pauses and they just go and stay in the backyard. What do they do? Hang out. Laugh. Sing. Yell at the, yell at the rain. Like, come at me, bro? Yeah. Is this the best you got? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go full, like... Get out of yeah, here. Like, warrior squad. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. ready to battle. What do you want from me? <laughs> How come you never join them? What's that? How come you never join them? It's their thing. Yeah. You know? It's it's their it's their thing. And uh, I don't want to I don't want to take that away. It's like a real cool thing that they have. They they like that stuff. And I don't like that. I I'm not like I'm I don't dislike it, but I don't love it as much as they do. They like pause life uh-huh. to go and stand in the Are rain. you just worried what it'll do to your hair? No, no, no. And look at my hair, my <laughs> Please. There's nothing that can be done to this hair that hasn't been done to it in the past 3 months without being able to get a cut. Um yeah, we got hit hot, like as of I think ten to nine. Any trees in your neighborhood or anything like that? Because I heard well, that, that I fell asleep like, at nine o'clock yeah. last night. Did you really? Yeah, and I slept through the entire thing. Oh, you didn't see it? I didn't see any. I heard no the rain no as nothing? I was no, as I was falling asleep. Yeah, I could hear some of the thunder in our neighborhood, and then I was just out like a light. And then I woke up this morning. Yeah, and everything like. Driving through my neighborhood, everything was fine. And does that stuff wake you up at all? Do you no. ever wake? No. Does the weather, wind, rain, thunder, no. nothing wakes you up? It gets when you better sleep. Just sometimes. night terrors and ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> thunder and lightning. No. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> no ghosts last night. You didn't. You didn't have one of those nights where you got hail and ghosts, right? No. No. <laughs> no I'd say last night. Last night was a good one. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Dana, how you doing? It's Ron Zamoka. Good, how are you? Good. We're going to try to help fix your life right now. Awesome. So, Dana, you wrote us this, uh, Razamoka FML. Uh, I think this is a good topic of conversation for a lot of students right now about online school. I just received notification that I would be completing my university degree online due to COVID-19. My last semester includes a course where I am to gain experience in the field. Should I postpone my last semester and and graduation date in hopes of being able to have an in-class experience 
or do I tough it out and hope for the best in an online setting? I hope to attend law school beginning in uh, September 2021. So what are the pros and cons? Like, what what is it that's holding you back from just continuing with the education online? Uh, more so the placement. Um, so I was hoping to gain some important experience. Um, I'm going to school for legal studies, so I was hoping to maybe work in a courthouse or mm-hmm. get to know um, kind of the ins and outs of that. Yeah, because as far as I know, all sort of placements and internships and co-ops and everything else, they're, they don't exist right now, right? Yeah, so they've been um, moved. Everything's been moved to online, so it's going to be a little bit difficult to actually get a placement mm-hmm. um, if anyone's willing to do that in an online setting. I've been reading a lot about students who are finishing high school about the idea of taking a gap year uh, this year before they actually start because a lot Mm -hmm. of students fear that going into college university starting in September uh, that it's going to start as online or portions of it will be online only. So there's a move now for people who have already been accepted to universities to delay uh, because they want to start with an in-class situation and they don't want to start remotely. Um, But Mm -hmm. I, I I don't know a lot of people in your position who are wanting to possibly delay their final year uh, because of it. I, I will say this. How old are you? I'm 24. You're 24. I will say this, and, and that is you decided to go into law, which you know is long-term, and you know that oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of schooling, it's a lot of years, it's real tough. And so you didn't go into this thinking, you know, three years and you get a diploma and then you're out into the workforce. You knew that this was going to be, you know, that this was going to be a process. And I I will say that at 24, you have years in your favor. And if there's anything you can do, if if you feel that you really need to sort of pull this or push this off and wait, um, you're 24. And if you are going to take the year, I would just make damn sure that you do something in this year uh, that is going to help you when you return. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe you can do, you find a different version of your placement that you can do online, but that maybe doesn't count towards credit. And then and then you do go back and then you do go and do that second one where it is in person. Like maybe you can do a hybrid of the two of them. I don't know. Dana, what are, have any of the places that you reached out to, have any of them replied to you at all? Like what are they saying in terms of placement? So everything's just been placed on hold. Um, I actually work with a practicum instructor. Um, so they do the reaching out on my behalf. I have touched bases with um, one courthouse who isn't sure how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've kind of postponed everything and just kind of said, hold off and, and we'll figure it out at a later date type of thing. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, so if you finish school, right, like if you if you get your diploma and everything else, when were you when were you supposed to start your, your placement? Um, so I'd be starting in September. In September. But, yeah, so, I'd actually be doing placement during my last semester. So I only have four months left and it would be a four-month placement. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and, and so what happens with, what happens if you can, if you finish school now, what happens to that placement if you can't do it until, say, January? Um, it doesn't necessarily go anywhere. I'm just kind of worried that things aren't going to clear up in the world. So what are Fine. you, so what are you asking then? Are you asking if you should just like not finish anything? No, no, I'm definitely going to finish it. Okay. I just don't know. I thought it would be an interesting conversation on what you guys yeah. thought. Like, did you guys think that holding off would be more beneficial or just kind of biting the Well, that's the thing though. Everything? Like you don't know what the world is going to look like in six months. We don't know what the world's going to look like in a year, right? Mm-hmm. We're kind of taking this yeah. like day by day, week by week. I, I will say this and I'll, I'll say to you at 24, the same thing that I said to my kid who is 10. And that is, you know, the, the sort of anxieties that you have and the uncertainty that you have 
as individuals, we internalize everything and, and we worry about our own futures. But I think that what makes this situation unique is that every single person in the world is in the same situation. Mm-hmm. So when we come out of this, no one individual is going to be perceived as not doing everything they could. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And, and, and you're not going to be the one that gets left behind because you're in the same position as everybody else. So mm-hmm. if, if there is a moment where they do hit reset and we can all kind of go back and you can go and do your job placement at a law firm, that's when everybody else will also be doing that. It's not mm-hmm. like people are finding a sneaky way around this and you just haven't figured it out yet. So you're, yeah. not, you're not going to be left behind. Like when, mm-hmm. when we all come out of this, we're all going to come out of this together in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes complete so, sense. So I, I, would, I wouldn't worry about that. Just keep doing what you're doing and, and keep learning. That's the most important Thank thing. You. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, okay. All right, take care, Dana. Thank you. Wait, are you going to ask me who my favorite is? <laughs> Dana, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? It's Mocha. Uh, why is that? <laughs> Mocha lives actually really close by. I grew up in a small town not too far from where Mocha lives. So, And Mocha is just, uh, he's really straightforward and straight up. I just enjoy him. Oh, that's great. Are you live in a small town now, Mocha? Is that yeah, what you just said? Yeah. Yeah? In Aurora, yeah. Ontario, is 60,000 people. Oh, that's, see, to me, that's a big city from where, <laughs> I, from where I grew up. Oh, yeah. How, well, how I don't big live is, in Aurora, but. Where do you live? Where do you live? Keswick. Oh, okay. Oh, Keswick. I know Keswick. What's yeah. the population of Keswick? Oh, uh, not too many. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe right. maybe 20,000, 30,000. Oh, wow. Okay. So you yeah. you could literally know everybody in Keswick. Yeah. Exactly. Acton is only yep. 9,400. What's that, Maureen? Acton is only 9,400. 9,400 in Acton. I'm trying to think about when wow. I when I was there in the early, like when I moved to Acton in the early 80s, it was, jeez, man. 25. Like, <laughs> Might have wasn't. Well, it wasn't twenty, and then it went to, and then it went to uh, twenty nine when we moved. Right, <laughs> but they actually changed the sign. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ah, uh, well, we did it, people. We made a difference, and it worked. What we do now? Last week, we were telling you about Tom's Roti. Oh yeah, <laughs> Roti Shop that uh, was facing eviction because she couldn't afford to pay rent and she asked her landlord to apply for the government subsidy where the government will give will pay 50 percent of your rent if you're a business yeah and then it's up to the tenant and landlord to come up with uh 25 each and she had reached out to her landlord and was like hey can you apply for this and he didn't want to because he said it was too much work to go right. through the process so she was facing eviction. So this story went viral and the city came together and created two separate GoFundMe accounts and helped to raise $10,000 for Really? Pam. Yeah? Yeah. That's great. So she's got enough money now to pay for rent for the next two and a half months. And she's still doing her thing. She had like an influx of customers because again, the story went viral yeah. and a ton of people showed up at the restaurant. Remind people if you can where Pam's roadie is. That is uh, Bloor and Ossington. Bloor and Ossington. Yeah. Great neighborhood. So we, uh, we did it. We talked about it. We raised some noise, made some noise. And her sister said, Pam is so thankful that so many of her loyal customers and new customers are supporting. I haven't called Goldberg. Goldberg is a landlord. Listen to this. Here's mm-hmm. what he gets. Mm-hmm. Here's where it really gets interesting or funny. I know Pam has now, uh, now has the money to pay rent for at least two and a half months from the money raised, but I'm hoping he applies for the subsidy. He is just a jerk. 
<laughs> insulting me that I can't read and write. Wow. He has post-dated checks. Wow. 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 Now I got to go there. Every time you bring up this place, I'm like, oh, God, that's all I want right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all I want. Huge, just so, spicy and good and oh. Shout out to Pam. There you go. Doing your thing. Good job. Still? And you got that money, girl. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Artemis Fowl is available on Disney Plus right now. Stars Josh Gad as Mulch Diggums. He's your bigger than average dwarf. And uh, this is all based on the very popular book series. Josh Gad, what's up, dude? It's Ron Zamoka. How are you, man? I am, I am, I'm tired. I was going oh. to lie and tell you everything's great, but it's not true. I'm exhausted and I hate myself right now. Oh, <laughs> man, dude. Come on, bro. In the morning. I was just going to say, like, ask you how you're feeling, how you're doing during quarantine. Like, is everything okay? Oh, quarantine is happening? I didn't know anything was different. Is that going on? You have to, uh, you got to watch what you say when you're on the phone because when you only hear your voice, like your voice means so many different things to so many different people. So when I hear you with that voice right. say, I hate myself right now, literally my heart breaks in two. Oh, no, because you're imagining Olaf saying it. Yeah. <laughs> you must run into that All problem right. a lot. All right, huh? let me... Uh, let me try it again. Let me try it again. Thank you. Uh, hey, I hate, I hate myself right now. You know, is that is that better? No, that's great. I do want to talk. Okay, so Artemis Fowl, this movie, I watched it last night with my daughter, who's 10, and we all loved it. It is so fantastic. Okay. The voice you do, because you play a giant dwarf, right, which is in itself hysterical, yeah. uh, but you play a giant dwarf, and the voice you do in the movie sounds like the voice that we all did when we were doing Christian Bale doing Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I never even thought about that. <laughs> Christian Bale is more like this, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's very similar, yeah. Now, Josh, have you signed on for more of these Artemis Fowl movies? Because I know that there's like 16 of the books, so there's uh, like longevity in this this series with you and uh, and Disney. Well, that's that's very kind of you. I I think right now, you know, we're just excited to be opening this bad boy up and, 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 uh, you know, hoping that it it, um, resonates with the audience. I, I think it's, it's such a strange time right now that any opportunity to share new and exciting content with people mm-hmm. is uh, an opportunity that I, I know in, in my household, at least, we welcome with open arms, having two girls. It's, it's very hard to figure out what the heck we all want to watch together. So, so I'm so thrilled that like this, this big budget magical adventure film is, is something that that uh, we can give to people in the safety and comfort of their own homes. And then if people respond, then uh, who knows? When did you know that you were good at sort of entertaining kids? You know, because I don't know if everybody goes into show business with a definitive path, but, you know, between your work with, you know, Frozen, the other voice stuff you've done with this, you're, you're tying yourself with, uh, with Disney and kids really respond to you. Like they really, like you really just resonate. You have a way of entertaining kids that I don't know a lot of, other people who are in show business right now do where they get the response that you consistently get well that's very sweet of you i am i am a kid at heart i'm a child at heart it's why so many of my characters from like you know elder cunningham and book of mormon which is definitely not for kids (laughs) (laughs) to to olaf have this sort of uh naivete about them this this kind of like wild child mentality and and 
and it's it's a reflection of who I am. Uh, you know, I, my my wife constantly says she's raising three kids, my two daughters and me, <laughs> and it, and it is true. And 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 I think that you know, hopefully, uh, my audience feels that when they when they see me doing something, and and it's familiar, and it feels uh, and it feels. Honest. Uh, hey, Josh, is it true that Olaf is getting his own uh, spinoff movie? No, what, what, uh, that's the first. I didn't know that. If it is true, then uh, then I should call my lawyer right now. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to ask me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought maybe you'd have the inside scoop, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were you were reuniting a bunch of people um, through Zoom during COVID, and it was really great. And one thing that I that I thought was that you've totally ruined all the steam for these big giant friends reunion that HBO paid ten million dollars for because you know you just look at you just look at your channel and you're bringing everybody else back, and so it's like less special for them. But I wanted to get I wanted to get your opinion on this because Adam Goldberg um, just came out to say that he has a script for Goonies. Two, he's meeting with people, and Goonies Two is happening. And I know that you reunited the Goonies, uh, you know, over Zoom. What's your thoughts on a Goonies Two happening with Adam Goldberg doing the script? My thoughts are that Adam Goldberg owes me ten percent since it's uh, directly in response to me putting Goonies back on uh, in the zeitgeist. So I'm I'm excited again for Adam to reach out to me and let me know how much, uh, and I'll and I'll let him know where to make the check out to. Would you do Goonies 2 if asked? I didn't do Goonies 1, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. But you, you know what I'm saying, right? There's room, there's, there's room for Josh Gad and Goonies 2. Sure, I, I, would, I would do anything with those guys. It's such a, it's such a great group. And, and yeah. you know, I've done, I've done five of these now, including uh, my latest Ghostbusters, which is going to be on YouTube on Monday. <gasps> oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, they're and they're all incredible and incredibly um, wonderful for me. But but that one will always probably be the most special since it was the first. Uh, hey, listen, the movie is uh, Artemis Fowl. Josh Gad, uh, thank you so much. And 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 when you watch this, like it's. There's so many things about Artemis Fowl that are familiar. You're like, this is a little bit of Lord of the Rings, and it's a little bit Spy Kids, and it's a little bit of this, and a little bit of this, mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. until they show you how uh, Josh Gad's character, Mulch Diggums, actually digs. That's when everything changes, and you're like, okay, never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a, and that was a big part of the book that I, I remember reading and being like, how the hell is Kenneth Branagh, our director, going to pull this off? You know, Mulch is such a fascinating character. The book is such a fascinating book. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was described by the author, Owen Colfer, as Die Hard with Fairies. And, I, and I, I've just never heard a more apt um, description of something in my life. So it, it's so exciting, you know, this 19-year journey that the book has had to the screen. Um, to finally be able to share with with not only the fans of the book, but also um, a whole new audience as well. Oh, amazing. Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus right now. Josh Gad, thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. My pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We had to take Mumu to the vet yesterday to get his, uh, uh, to get neutered. And? Yeah, I mean, you know, how old with, is he again? Eight months, okay, I think. But we wanted to do it a little bit earlier because, but we couldn't because of COVID. Yeah, and then he's got like the cone on his head. He's got to wear for oh, two no. weeks, and he's all dopey, and I feel so bad for him. And he's such a sweet little boy that, like, 
Um, do the other cats? So how many cats do you have in the house? Three. Three, yeah. three cats. Yeah. So and do the, the other prob- cats know? Like they, they don't mess with them when he's wearing the cone, right? No, they do. The problem, the 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 real sad part about you know bringing him home because we did it with the other cat too, Coco. When we had Coco, is that they're best friends in the house, and you know normally, and you know he and Fig get along real well. But then you bring him to the vet to get neutered, and he comes home and he smells completely different, right? Yeah. And he acts completely different. So he's all doped up from the sedatives, and he smells like all the other cats and like pee and everything else. And so he comes home and he's terrified. And he walks in the house being like, "Yo." dudes and then the other cats just beat the hell out of him. Oh no. Right? Yeah. Because like, who's this imposter. Yeah. There's a weird thing around yeah, his head. Yeah, so it's the saddest thing in the oh, world like introducing no. introducing the cat back into the house after they've been to the vet to uh, get spayed or neutered is so heartbreaking because the other cats aren't like where were you? Yeah, it's, welcome it's back, like buddy. His, his it's like punch, you out punch. In, the, in the public. Who'd you snitch to? Yeah, what'd you say? Yeah. How do they sleep with the cone? Like, is it is it bendy and foldy? No, not we're really. Because no. Andy's going in on the second of July. No, it's not bendy and it's not foldy. It's very uncomfortable, and you just is it like the hard plastic, the one? hard plastic ones. No, we, and then, we have and one of those. And for and you just hear him walking down the hall because he's bumping into every door frame. <laughs> know, sorry. Can't leave a room without no, like really hitting the door frame. It's so sad. I know it looks cute and everything else but when you actually watch these little dudes try and you know manage their life that they know where they just like he just climbs the walls right like he 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 runs down the hallway and before he goes down the stairs remember in the matrix when they would start running on the ground and then they would run up a wall oh yeah that's what he does oh right so he runs down the hall and then runs up the wall and does it turn no not now (laughs) and so he can't now and he can't eat his food and it's all stuck in the thing and then you have to feed him with the con because he can't bend over to eat from the bowl. Two weeks they have to have the cone on. Interesting. They figure it out. Andy you know what? Only, for Andy, it's only three days. No, two they, weeks. Uh, they figure it out because we yeah. had recently Tig had to have a cone because he got a hot spot in his tail and he was always going at it and he figured out how to drink his water and eat his they food. They do. Yeah, like, they do. Just places the cone right over it. But they have <laughs> yeah. those, um, yeah. they have those other, oh, I can't, they're made of fabric and they just Velcro on. Yeah. So it's a little softer for them around their neck and when they bash into things right around the house or wherever you live right uh, it's a little easier on them see this with with a cat it can't be anything that they could get their nails into because as soon as he oh, can get his right. nails yeah, into it he's gonna rip that. it off yeah, can you right? keep the cone afterwards and wear it on yourself no it's so tiny it's like he's the baby right he has a tiny little head like it would fit my wrist because i thought it'd be funny if you wear it and then you fill it with chips and try more, and eat more, your the thing out. is this big Okay, well, a good, a no bad idea brainstorming. It's smaller than a soup can, man. Okay? (laughs) I'm going to put a cone on you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, Roz, uh, Mark reached out to us because he's got a very specific question for you. Oh, for me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is something I'm in the mood for, and though. Oh, I promise you, you'll be in the mood for this. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm in the mood for a lot today. Okay, I got a long question for you. Oh, cool. Go ahead, man. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) So uh, I'm new to the whole taking care of a lawn thing, and my lawn was full of weeds. I got this, like, tool to pick out the weeds, and that is all the these holes, and my grass is patchy and it's brown. So, like, what do I do now? How do I patch up, like, the holes and... What do I do about the dead grass? Like how like how many holes do you have? Oh, a ton. A ton. Okay. Oh, so. yo, bro, you got the hound dog? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I got <laughs> I got the same one. Is Yellow, it, right? 
Yeah. Is that, is that the little claw thing with the foot with the foot pedal on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro, trust yeah, me, my backyard yeah. full of weeds. I I use that hound dog all the time. Yeah, I'll, yeah. T- I'll tell you, holes in the backyard are not a bad thing, man. That's why we aerate, you know? Um, holes in a backyard allow water to sort of drain down through. What I would do if you have a ton of those holes from weeds is I would treat them as if you just aerated. And aerating is when you you run this giant, like you run this machine, or they have manual ones. It's a pain in the ass. They also have things that you can stick on your feet. Um, where you pull plugs out of the lawn, and that's when you get these, all the, it looks like goose poo all over the lawn. Yeah. These little tiny plugs, right? And then, so you pull all those up, and then your lawn has all these holes, and you can j- literally just throw Throw down a little bit of uh, dirt and seed in those holes, and just you know water it up and let it do its thing. That's but holes in the lawn are not a bad thing; it's a good thing. So make make more holes. No, yeah, make more holes. Why not? And then fill them. Uh, oh, okay. And, and and how often do I water the lawn after I make these holes? Okay. Well, I'll tell you this: if you're if you're throwing seed down right now, this time of year, it's a huge mistake. Oh, okay. Gr- grass so is gra- grass isn't going to grow this time of year. We got a couple weeks until we hit July, and your grass is not gonna not gonna survive the summer. So you want to you want to do this late August. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're done. Wow. For, you're done for the year as far as growing new grass. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, too late. That's yeah, too late. That's just the that's, that's just okay, the reality. But it's not too late to like start prepping for next season. Yeah, man. Okay, all right. All yeah, right. but keep you know keep pulling weeds, and I'll I'll say this and like broadleaf leads and weeds and everything else, right? Uh, if you, the the best way they say to combat weeds is to just have thick, healthy grass. And so when you when it comes to you know late August, um, you know, give us a call back and we'll give you some pointers on you know okay. what to do when because Roz when is throwing, the uh, the, the resident. Yeah. Yeah. Lawn expert here. My lawn is my lawn is looking yeah. sweet. I know. You know what? In, in <laughs> Roz, I'll give you this bit of info, Mark, is that Roz was able to get his lawn in two years looking absolutely perfect. And he started out with just like all weeds and dirt. Back there, See, that's, that, yeah, that, yeah that's my goal. That's my goal. Yeah, yeah, I had I had no grass. I had uh, nine thousand square feet of weeds. Oh, okay. Right? So there's there's hope. Yeah, yeah. There's, oh, there's dude, hope, Mark, you know what's the word? I, tell me if you have this because this is what <laughs> okay. my obsession right. in my backyard of trying to get rid of is right All now. Right. Yeah. Clover. Yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know clover. Oh, it's yeah. bad luck. It makes a, I know. It makes a big, it's it's bad, bad luck. <laughs> Yo, have you ever trade? I a little. Too much information. Too much dad talk here. Yeah. But my like kind of obsession, because we have big, big patches of clover, right? Anytime Mm -hmm. I'm in the backyard, it's kind of a stupid little game. Well, I will take a clover, like a stem, Mm -hmm. and I will trace it down to the ground and grab it by its root. And then like try to pull all the other (laughs) parts of that one root just to see how many clover are coming off of that one root. I think yesterday I got one that had like 10 on them. You know, some some people do an all clover lawn. Oh really? Yeah, some people that. get rid of all the grass and they just do clover because it's it's easy to manage. You don't have to do anything. It looks pretty if you don't want grass. Yeah, no, no, right? I want you, grass. I have a moss problem. You know what I do? Because I hate the moss so much. You kick it? Do you no, kick it? Where I pee on it? Oh, do you? Yeah. Wow. Every single every single time I have to pee, I, I go to the same part of my lawn where there's moss. <laughs> like, screw you, moss. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> 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 hope that helps, oh Mark. Uh, yeah, yeah. I- so one one of my neighbors, as I was trying to manage my whole situation, yeah. um, came by. It's like you know, you should use a mix of Miracle Grow and fabric softener. I just wanted to know if this was legit to manage weeds. I don't know. I no. think your neighbor's trolling you. Have you looked that up online? I've never heard of that before. I, I tried looking up online, and like I look at his grass, and his is like 
flawless. Yeah. And I'm like, I want it like that. So yeah. I'm so tempted to No, he's it, probably but. using chemicals too, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust that, man. If you can't find any type of source online that shows that that's like proven to work, yeah. I'd stay yeah. away from that. Okay. Yeah. All right, brother. <laughs> All right, man. All, All right, Mark. All right, take it easy. Now, when he says when he says fabric softener, he means like a liquid thing, not like the sheets, right? No. Laying dryer sheets all over the yeah, lawn? That's Can what I, I fix the problem? That's what I no. pictured. I was like, how does that work? No, no, I think he needs the liquid one. Oh. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, there's another season of 13 Reasons Why. Is that what I'm reading for real? It drops today. And this is like, what, the fourth? It's the last one. I stopped watching after season one. Yeah, we watched season... I didn't even season... know this was season two. My wife didn't even watch... All of season one. No. I was the one that finished it. Yeah. And then I think... I had a lot of problems with the show. People liked I watched it, but I... watched season... Uh, sorry, episode one of season two. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, this is not for me. I get, I get 13 reasons why I confused with that other one. What's that sh- other show with the stalker? 14 Joe. reasons why. Oh, no, no, no. You. You, right. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. 14 yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and uh, what else is on today? Uh, Queer Eye debuts oh, on that. Dude, Netflix. I can't wait. Oh. oh, yeah. You're looking forward to that. Oh, I'm wearing my Queer Eye shirt. Which I'm is, ready to go. What does that shirt say? It oh, says it's just all, all the names. names and it spells yes down the middle. <laughs> <What>? Bobby Tan. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, Anthony Caramo. Caramo. Jonathan. Jonathan. Okay. And uh, and what does it say then? So when you put so the, yes. the oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your plan for the weekend then? A lot of queer eye. So much queer eye. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for this show. When is, you is it, is queer eye a bingeable show? Like do you no, binge it, you it? know it's really not. No. And here's and I'll tell you why. If you want to know why, I'll tell you why. I I, I didn't <laughs> ask for to not hear a reason. Do you want 13 reasons Give him 13 why? 13 reasons why, please. Yeah. <laughs> you do the same brain. <laughs> no, mine's better. How insulting is that when Maurice says we have the same brain? Doesn't that hurt a little? A little bit, yeah. yeah. No, so because, I have to emphasize, mine's better. Because it's, each episode is very similar sure. in concept, and they're super sad. Yeah. So you really can't cry that long in a day. Right. Like, you got to take a break huh? and recreate new tears, and then go back and cry <laughs> again. <laughs> you think your body runs out of tears? Well, yeah, and you got to replenish the tears. Right. You can't just keep. Or you're gonna dry out your skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So NHL is going to allow teams to reopen training facilities on Monday. Ah, huh? uh, yeah. Uh, this is a, the transition into phase two of the return to play pan- plan and. When facilities reopen, players will be allowed to participate in individualized training activities both on and off the ice with no more than six players taking part at any one time. Uh, Players who participate will also be doing so voluntarily. The return to play plan consists of four phases. Phase three is opening training camps. Phase four is actually playing. And uh, last week's players were informed that phase three will not begin until at least July 10th. So training camps uh, won't begin until at least July 10th. Somebody on a team recently test positive for coronavirus? Oh, that I don't know. I'm pretty sure. That I don't know. Or was that NBA? No, it's NHL. Somebody in the NHL, they just announced it, that they tested positive. Because of my question, watching hockey, yeah. is are they still going to be allowed to body check? Are they going to have to wear additional protective gear over their right. faces? Right. You know, when the guys are sitting on the bench... A lot of times you see they're always like drinking their water and then they are spitting it out or they're constantly spitting. Right. Right. Just out of habit. Right. So 
Like, I don't know. Like, they haven't announced whether or not any of those, and it's probably, like, last on their list, but it well, is still a safety concern. Well, I know that there was talk early on of full shield face masks. Yeah. For players. Yeah. Right? I know that that was, that was one of the things that was discussed very early on, and I don't know where they where they are in that in, in respect to, because everything has to be negotiated between the, um, the players and everything else. Because if but, a couple of players are, like, Going for the puck, if you run into the boards, you can't get any closer than that. I think it was a Penguins player that tested positive for COVID-19. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a Pittsburgh Penguin player. The, the Penguins were advised that a player tested positive for COVID-19. The player is not in Pittsburgh and has been in isolation at his home, they said, since first experiencing symptoms. Uh, he is recovering and feeling well. Those in close contact with the player uh, leading up to his diagnosis have been notified. The health and safety of players, fans, and the community remain the highest priority, the club said. Uh, so, yeah, so with stuff Stuff like this still happening, it's tough. Like you see these dates, you see July 10th as, you know, phase three to start. And then you have a story where, you know, somebody on the Penguins test positive for it. Yeah. It's hard. And then you get all the NBA players heading to Florida, which is going to be awesome, by the way. I can't wait. But same thing. Like these players who get all sweaty. I and, know. You know, you go for a rebound. I know. It's and a, you, you're, you're touching. Shoulders. You're touching. Faces getting close to one another. I don't. You, you can't, can't make them wear no. any protective gear on their faces. No, and, and it's and, and there's so much stuff in in basketball and in hockey and really all sports that is just like it's muscle memory. It's instinctual. Mm-hmm. So like when you're guarding somebody, your hand goes out and you're like your hands on their shoulder. Yeah. You know, your hands on their back. Your hand is, it's just the way it is. And then somebody's sweating all over the ball. At least in hockey, they wear gloves and they don't actually physically have to touch the puck with their hands. I know, but there's so much spitting though. There's so much spitting. But in basketball, it's like that ball goes off a guy's chest and then right into your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And then I you know. wipe the sweat off your face. I know. And then you touch the ball again. And then you touch the ball again. Like right. there's a, there's a, I don't know what they're going to do. Or you like high five a player when they score. Yeah, yeah, right? no, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting thing to see, but uh, I'm so pumped for. I think the the I think it's a great idea. All basketball in uh, in Disney, it's like the Olympics. Yeah, right. I it's like it. everybody's going to be there at like Olympic Village, and these yeah. games, they're going to be cranking out games. I know it's amazing. It's going to be. I like love the, that idea. It's going to be like the best summer for sports. Yeah, yeah. If you're a sports no, fan, right? Uh, yeah, it's going to be incredible. So uh, there we go. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We're going to talk to Roz Amoga fan Angelo in a sec. Here's a note that we got from him, Roz. Okay. Uh, my name is Angelo, and I was wondering if you can call my fiance uh, Beata to cheer her up a bit. We were supposed to have our wedding tomorrow. We've been through tears, sad moments, but we get through them. As we get closer to the weekend, it brings her down even more. I just feel like she needs that joyfulness that you guys bring to everyone's heart that you talk to. Hope to hear from you. Uh, love you guys both. Mm. So, Angelo, how are you feeling today? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. So this kind of sucks, huh? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. does. So what were you? When? Where was the wedding supposed to happen? Um. So we're we're getting married in uh, Vaughn Woodbridge at uh, President Banquet Hall, mm-hmm. and because uh, of all this happening. We have to cancel it. <laughs> when did you guys cancel? Like, were you sort of hanging on for a little while to see if all of this would pass and you guys would be able to have a wedding? Or did you guys cancel right away when you realized what was going down? We actually, yeah, we, we actually waited for a yeah. while. Just, just in case something happened. But then closer to, like, maybe two months before. Mm-hmm. How big was the wedding? How many people? Uh, oh, yeah! 
Oh, don't what? say anything. Don't say anything. Oh. Don't say anything. Oh. Oh, okay. Angelo, Angelo, yeah. Angelo, can I guess? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Because you're Italian and your fiance is what? Polish. Okay. okay, here okay. we go. It's a fun game. And I want to make sure I'm saying her name right. Is it Beata? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, so, Polish and Italian. I'm yeah. going wait, to wait. say... Wait, wait. Can I ask a couple questions? Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, is it the first wedding for both of you? First wedding in our family, yes. Okay, so, but is your first wedding, her first wedding, first Medi, and, and it's really the first, like, sort of big wedding for both families? Uh, yes. Okay, now. Hold that. See, this stuff matters. Okay. Yeah. And I know Woodbridge, I know Vaughn, and I know these banquet halls out there. Okay. And the capacity. Okay. I'm going to say your wedding that was supposed to take place tomorrow, you had a minimum of 400 people. God. Close. We're around 350, 360. Oh, 360. Crazy. 360 people. Big family. How many of those people, what's the percentage of people you never met before? Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say like 90%. (laughs) What does it matter with people? What does it matter with people? Because your parents got to invite all of their cousins and kids. It's mostly on my parents, my grandparents, you know? And then they got to invite like people that they work with and their families. Yeah, yeah. God, that's crazy. Okay, so, uh, but your your girl's real busted up about it, huh? Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like it's more tougher on the, the girl and the guy because the, the girl's been dreaming about this for her whole life, and, you know, she's... Now, you're talking part. about your fiancé, not your grandmother, yeah. right? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No, Beata's a big trooper. She's been through with me through thick and thin. Every girl deserves her, mo- her moment uh, on a wedding, big wedding day. And, and how long were you guys engaged for? Uh, we were engaged for around two years. Oh, okay. Man. And how long have you been together? Uh, five in January. So, Angela, we have uh, Beata on the phone. Hi, Beata. It's Razamoka. Hello. How are you? Good. So, kind of a bummer weekend, huh? Yeah, a little bit, but. Yeah. You doing okay? Yes. We heard from Angelo who said that uh, you guys are supposed to get married tomorrow and we just wanted to call just to send our love and to say how sorry we are. And, you know, you guys aren't the only ones in the in the boat of having to cancel a wedding, but we know how much it sucks. Of course. Well, thank you so much. So what are you going to do instead? Like if you guys said, hey, and we can't get married, there's not going to be the wedding with all these people, but uh, let's just do this instead. Like if you guys made a let's do this instead plan for this weekend. Um, yes, we did. Actually, we made quite a few drafts before we reached our final plan. Yeah. Um, then what we decided to do actually is Angelo's idea, a very sweet idea. He decided that why don't we do like a five year memory walk down the lane of like our most memorable dates that we can actually go to. Oh my so God. Even if we can go inside them, we'll just kind of be all over the GTA, Hamilton, Niagara, Toronto. We're going to kind of be everywhere tomorrow and wow. kind of try to take like a little mini personal vlog for ourselves or some photos just oh, to remember it. That is such a really great idea. Sweet. That's really, really nice. Tell us about Angelo. <laughs> um, well, I mean, from the idea alone, you could tell he's a very sweet guy. Very caring, always trying to find a way to make me smile. So, so I'm marrying him eventually. Angelo, what do you want to say to Beata right now? <laughs> uh, hey, baby. <laughs> uh, I love you, and you mean the world to me. And we're going to have our moment when, when all this is done. I promise you. I love you too. You're insane. 
<laughs> you guys are the best. Uh, Angelo and Beata, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Raz and Mocha show. And uh, thank you for sharing your story with us. We are, again, sending you just like unlimited love. Uh, and we're sorry that you, uh, you can't have your day tomorrow, but uh, you will have your day. And uh, I know that you guys aren't. Are you together right now in the same house or are you in, in different places? Uh, I'm, I'm actually at my house. She's at her condo. She's at her condo. Okay, because uh, we know you can't dance, but uh, uh, Damon Mori's prepared uh, like a wedding song. I don't know if we can do this just like sort of ceremoniously on this show. Uh, Maury, please take it away. I'll make love to you just like somebody used to do. Excuse what? me. You don't play that song. Maury's going to be hired at the wedding. That's not even the lyrics. Did you just say I'll make? Do you think the song is "I'll make love to you" just like somebody else used to do? <laughs> that is not the you can't song come in at here all. And start singing a classic when you don't even know the words, bro. I thought that was disrespectful. There's a difference between right not there. knowing the words and thinking those were the words. Uh, hey, listen, you guys, we love you both. Uh, what you have planned for tomorrow sounds really, really amazing, and I know that you guys are just like everybody else, just trying oh, to make the trying to make the best of it. And uh, we wish you both well. And when you guys can get married, uh, please call us back, okay? Oh, for sure. All Thank right. you again. All Take right. care, guys. Definitely. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ashley, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Hi, Ashley. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Good. Great. So you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha fixed my life. I'm 25 with a college diploma in marketing and want to go back to school to become a nurse. This will require going back to high school for six courses and another four years in nursing school and almost $40,000 in tuition. I currently live with my brother and money is definitely an issue for me. I just managed to pay off $10,000 in debt. Wow. Uh, nursing has been my passion for so long, but because I listened to my high school boyfriend and went to school with him and didn't take the science courses I need, fast forward to 2017, we broke up and I've been trying to figure out what to do and how to find myself since then. Uh, this is such a big leap. Am I too old? Is it worth it? Uh, will it be worth it? Need some friendly dad-like advice from you guys. Okay, so... You're only 25, Ashley. I know, but it still sounds old. Okay, said by a 25-year-old. So, first of all, congratulations on paying off 10 grand in debt. That's very difficult, and most people, it takes them 20 years to do that. So, congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you. So, you listen to your dumb high school boyfriend, and you put your entire life in the direction of the two of you guys together, and then it didn't work out, right? Yep. Okay. Well, that's your fault. Can't help you with that. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. That's Dude. life, that, right? That's, that's life. That's the past. That so, let's talk about moving forward. You love nursing so much, don't you? I do, yeah. If this is your your dream, right, your dream career, what's holding you back? Why wouldn't you want to pursue this? I don't know. I just feel like I'm starting over. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with starting over. No. Be because what's the alternative? What else are you going to do? Stay in my current position the rest of my life and not do what I love. But you're only 25 years old, Ashley. I know. Okay, Ashley, I'll, I'll, not that uh, you and I are on any sort of similar paths, okay? But I am uh, what I would like to call, it's funny because I started my career young, but I was also at the same time a very late bloomer. Uh, Moke and I have been doing this show now for 11 years almost. Mm -hmm. And this was the first radio show that I've ever hosted, okay? And mm -hmm. I didn't start doing this show until I was... 35? What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Right? 
Um, I've been doing television. I've been on ET Canada for years uh, as, as a reporter. I didn't take my first on-air job. I didn't like stand in front of a camera to host a television show until I was 30. Oh, You're only you so 25 years old, Ashley. You are super young. This is There's like nothing wrong with you pursuing this career in nursing, especially if it's something that this is like your life calling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is something you were so passionate about. Who cares? You need to get those six credits, those high school credits. And I get it. Being 25, taking high school classes is brutal. Like that is yeah. br- it's brutal. It looks, people, you know, like it, I don't That's what happens to people who have done time. You know what I mean? Where you got to like, where you get out of the <laughs> yeah. joint, you got to go and get your, you know, your diploma. Like I get it. Being 25, taking high school classes is brutal. But I will say that, you know, it's not even about loving what you do. I just think that the goal right now, you're at a point in your life of where before trying to focus on maybe even doing something you love. I just think that you should put yourself in a position where you do something you want to do, not something you feel you have to do. And I think that right now in your current position, you're doing it because you feel like you have to do it. Mm -hmm. You have the option now to go and do something that you want to do. And to deny yourself that, I think you'd be doing yourself in massive disservice. That makes so much sense. I just It feels so much better to have someone actually say that to you. Yeah, Yeah. because what are you going to do? If you don't pursue nursing, you're going to stay in whatever it is that you're doing right now. You're only 25 years old and then be miserable for the rest of your life. Or are you going to take these six courses and spend the next four years to achieve what it is you want to achieve and then eventually turn that into like pure happiness? Exactly. That's, that's what I want to do. You're only 25 years old, Ashley. We've all, yeah. we, we've all made mistakes and recognizing the mistake is key to moving forward. And at least you've recognized the sort of mistakes that you made. Now, where you go horribly wrong is when you dig your heels in and say, well, what's done is done. You know, those, mm-hmm. were, those, those are my choices. And that's no way to live. No, so I've debated it now for like a year and a half, and I just registered online for the high school courses. Good. All right, good for you. Good. And you're going to do this, Thank and you. you're going to kill it, and you're going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, of course you are. All right, I think so too. Waking up at 25 and thinking, God, I made so many mistakes is so much better than waking up at 35 or 45 or 55 with those same feelings. That's why I'm like, hey, maybe I'll do it now because then I'll be 30 and I'll be... And you don't have kids right now, right? Do you have a kid? No. No, you have no kids. You got no husband. You got... This is your time to jump. Mm Mm-hmm. Do it. Take advantage of this. You're 25. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do it then. Yes. You're going to do this. You're going to succeed. You're going to kill it. You're going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm going to kill it for sure. All right. Believe in yourself. We believe in you. Thank you. Well, I don't know her that well. I hope the best. <laughs> way, way to kill the confidence boost I was trying to give her. Anyway, no, Ashley. we do. We believe. We believe in you. You got this. You're 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 25, and you already know what the, you already know what to do. You just needed somebody to kick you in the butt. Exactly. All right. All right go crush it, Ashley. I will. You guys didn't ask me. Oh my God! Here we go. Between Roz and Mocha, Ashley, who is your favorite? Roz. Oh, wow. Here we go. <laughs> even though he doesn't even believe in you? Man, yeah. what? Anyway, uh, I take everything back. I think you're making a big mistake right now, Ashley. Stick with what you're doing right now, all right? No, no, I'm Come kidding. on, I'm no, you're going to be, you're gonna be, you're gonna be dynamite. You're going to be dynamite. Don't you even worry, okay? Make us proud, girl. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Lots to get to with uh, Chief of Police, 
Mark Saunders. Uh, so he took a knee. If you saw the, there's tons of video of uh, police chief Mark Saunders taking a knee with protesters in solidarity over the weekend. A lot of people uh, actually criticizing the move, calling it a gesture. Uh, some people even referring to it as theater. But uh, where's the action? Also, uh, down in Minneapolis today, you see that they are completely dismantling their police force to build up a new sort of model of public safety that is uh, community based. Toronto Police Chief Mark Saunders. It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing great, man. Uh, in your opinion, how did things go with the protests and the rallies over the weekend in the city? You know, they went they went really well, as expected. I think that Toronto is 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 so unique because we have so many people that care, but but so many people with the situations ongoing. Uh, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of anger, a lot of pain, and 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 so. The word got out, and when you look at all of the major cities right across North America, and you look at how we as Torontonians step together from all aspects, I couldn't be any prouder. There's a lot of calls to defund police departments, and when you look at what's happening in Minneapolis where they're dismantling uh, and rebuilding their force, what's your take on what's happening there? Listen, I don't mind having any conversation on the go forward, and it's not a matter of justifying uh, whether defunding should or should not happen. It's a matter of understanding that... in order to defund, there have to be certain things put in place before. The absence of so many other things that, that are not there right now is the direct cause of what this is all about. When we talk about anti-black racism, it's not just about policing. It's about the justice system. It's about housing. It's about education. It's about health. It's about so many other aspects. And without those other mechanisms put in place, the absence of police or the reduction of police will not create community safety. In fact, it will deter from community safety because the police look after the symptoms of anti-black racism. When a young man has a gun in his hand, there are things that made that happen, that become the symptom, that become that action. And if we're going to get it right, everything has to be addressed. Is the model of public safety broken and one that needs to be fixed? Absolutely. It is broken. And it would take me an hour to explain all of the things that uh, uh, that are broken within it. But if you've heard any of the narratives that I've expressed for the past three, four years, when we talk about at-risk versus high-risk, and when we talk about the demographics of who are in that high-risk and at-risk, it usually is young black men. Mm-hmm. And when you take that into consideration and look at the things that are missing, when you look at the lived experience where it is okay to have a gun in their hands, you can see where things are broken. You can see where the gaps are. And when you talk about things like mental health right now, absolutely broken, needs to be fixed. Law enforcement should not be the de facto 24-7 agency to look after mental health. Mental health is health. To use law enforcement for health, it's not good. It's not healthy. It's not right. You, uh, there was all, all sorts of coverage when you went out and uh, took a knee with protesters. And the general sort of consensus is that there's gesture versus action. And although it was a fantastic gesture, what people need is action. So what's the action follow-up to the knee? Well, A, let's talk about action prior to and, and who the Toronto Police Service is and what we represent. We represent, when you look at our, our, our goals, to be where the public needs us, to develop stronger partnerships, and, and to deal with the uh, unique needs of a large urban city. That is our mantra. That's who we are. So long before this happened, when I took the seat, 
I have a lived experience being a black man, first and foremost. So it wasn't a gesture. It was a symbol that we get it and we are going to continue to move forward. We're going to continue to listen to the community. We're going to continue to work with the community. And if you look at the things that this organization has done compared to any other law enforcement agency, those that know get it. And this is going to be a continuation of the great things that this organization has done. Toronto Police Chief Mark Saunders is on the Roz and Mocha show. Uh, what are some of the conversations that you had with the public over the weekend that were out there at rallies or protests? Like, were they expressing concerns? Were they asking questions? Were you or the, the Toronto Police Services asking the public questions? What were those conversations like? Well, you know, it was, it was interesting. And, and, and what I found unique... Uh, over every other protest was the fact that the age range was younger. Um, there was a lot of heat. You know, people were, as I stated earlier, angry, uh, concerned. There was pain. But the one huge difference was they want to get to the table. They want to get to the table. That's a good sign for our culture. When we have young people that now say they want to come to the table, that's fantastic because that's something that hasn't happened before. And I really do think if we are going to turn collectively, we all have to be in this together. And if we're going to be in this together and we're going to sit at the table together and figure out what our city should look like, what are the things that are needed for this city, it's such a healthy start. And, and, and I'm so happy and looking forward to that opportunity. Hey, Chief Saunders, uh, Shem here. Um, I know that Black Lives Matter Toronto weren't involved in the organization of the protest this weekend, but I'm curious, what's your relationship like with Black Lives Matter Toronto? Well, there's, there's not much of a relationship that I, that I can speak to. Uh, but if you go back years, I've, I've made it, I'm certainly not going to change. And my stance has always been the same. Uh, there is always room at the table. If your answer to everything is shut it down, nobody moves forward. You know, when people want dynamic change, anger alone is not going to solve things. You have to be angry. You have to be unsatisfied with incremental change. And then you have to start healing. You have to come to the table. You have to put your lived experience in with all the processes that are out there and all of the entities that are out there in order to move forward, in order to build, and in order to be a part of the solution. And one final question before we let you go. Um, how long until body cameras are an absolute necessity and regular regular thing? You know what? Uh, something I've wanted for years, and I, I think one of the, the best things that could happen is working with the government to have it expressed that there is a sense of urgency. Um, I've got a very proactive board. Um, and I, I think uh, we've all been listening. And, and I think that uh, uh, me working with the board, uh, we can get some quick turnarounds. And I know that the mayor is also in, in tune with this uh, uh, particular aspect of policing. Transparency and accountability are the two factors that are essential for public trust. And if we have that aspect, it's not the end all, but it's another tool that can hopefully provide an objective account of our interactions with the public and the public are asking for it. Toronto Police Chief Mark Saunders, thanks very much for taking time out of your day to uh, to hang out with us and answer some questions on the Rosamoka Show. Truly appreciate it. Thanks, guys, and keep the message going. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see the picture over the weekend of a packed patio at King and Spadina? No. On Saturday night. 
Look at this photo. Doing what? Bro. Like, wiling out? Look at this. This is a regular summer night in a what city. What is going on? I Look didn't think you people. were to do that. You're not. I mean, it's hard. No it, social hey, distancing. I, listen, I get it. I get it. It was sexy on Saturday. All, that the rules, all the rules are out the window for this. It is, it's It's. do what you got to do and then get tested and just hope you don't do it. Because, I mean, if, if people are out there protesting and you're gathering and I, I don't know what you do at this point. I really don't. And it's a free-for-all now. It's a free-for-all. But just please, if you're doing this stuff... Just be safe. Man. The pizza uh, place right uh, by my building, their patio is open. Yeah. So this is a place called Marble, which is a steak joint. It replaced Frings. Remember Frings? Drake was attached to it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what this place is. And it was a, uh, a nurse practitioner who actually took the photo and was like, y'all, what is this? Like no social distancing or masking whatsoever. And then another person went to, I believe it was on Twitter. Her name's Mila and said, walked by here and was shocked. They were encouraging random people to congregate on the patio with a lineup to get in and serving drinks on the spot. Most definitely not curbside pickup. Goes to show what you can get away with if you have money. Hashtag Toronto trash. Hashtag douchebags. Yeah, it is. It, and it's really tough because you look at that, okay, and you look at the protests, and, and I'm not, and listen, the protests, they need to happen. Okay, of All of that stuff needs to happen. And you just have to be safe. But the feelings that people have are, you're not allowed to have a funeral for a loved one. No, you're not at all. But look at everything else that you're able to do, you know, and it's, it's difficult for people seeing pictures like that at a patio is hard for people. Mm -hmm. Even seeing pictures of the protests, you know, even if you fully agree with everything that's going on, which you should, you know, it's still hard for people because there's so much that why can't you break the rules because of something that's important to you, you know, and it's tough for people, but to have a patio open, like why? Like this picture. Like it's just everyone's like, just shoulder to shoulder. I'm sure you know people were trying to pick up and everything. Did we all just get bored of COVID? Is that what happened? I think so. I think everybody we forgot. got bored. We got bored of I think it. Right? The sun came out and everyone was like, "What the hell's coronavirus?" Because I know people always talk about you know younger generation now and their attention span is the the attention span of a gnat and everything else. But I really <laughs> thought no, I really did. I really thought we were doing okay with COVID. I we really were. did. We I were. thought that people were on board, and then all of a sudden, it was on weekend. The that last... everyone went to Trinity Bellwoods where. Magically, we all forgot. Yeah, and that Everybody was before forgot. protests. And that was right but before I, protests. I just think we all just got bored of COVID. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with this group of party animals that wanted to get out and have Ma some drinks. Maury out there on a patio by his place all weekend. Maury. <laughs> Come on. Now. I know you aren't. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I wore flip-flops today. Again? Yeah. Yeah, you always wear flip-flops. I know, and, I, and you know, I never have before. Uh, I've never wore flip-flops It's just because you work. found it, like, so comfortable? No, if, if, if we were not sort of in quarantine and the only people in this building, I would not have worn flip-flops to work. Gotcha, because we There's, literally see nobody except for each other. We see nobody, and so I wear flip-flops now. And I, feel, I do feel sort of shameful. When really? I, yeah. When like, you're walking from the parking garage up to where the studio is, yeah. are you like... 
constantly in your mind hoping that you don't see anybody else like just in case somebody like walks by and they're leaving, leaving no the building. no i that at that at that moment in those moments i feel sexy um but it's <laughs> what okay what? Sorry. Why would you laugh at I that, I didn't bro? mean to. Sorry. What's the matter with you? Sorry. No. In, I did that inside my head. What is the matter with you? No, it's only when I'm in here and we have cameras all over the studio and uh-huh. I have a monitor in front of me that has all the different camera well, angles on it. Do you need me to it. come in here and defend that I've, laughter? I have all the different camera angles on this monitor in front of me and sometimes I get a shot of the wide view of the studio where I see my feet dangling off the bottom of my chair and my toes wiggling. Right. Right. And Just that's when, that that's when I feel pants. embarrassed. What? Huh? What'd you say? What? About my underpants. I didn't say anything about your underpants. I heard underpants. No. That's so weird. What is it, Maury? Did you need me to defend how good looking you are because Roz Mocha laughed? Do you need me to... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Maury. No. Bro, you need like, to chill this is with like, the creep. This is like 10 times. And this yeah. is the day after your birthday. I like, know. Like, this kind of stuff, I'm flirting should be... I'm here to help you. I'm not being creepy. No. I didn't know if you need someone to defend okay, you. First of looks. all, anytime somebody says, I'm not being creepy, they are 100%... <laughs> being creepy. (laughs) I would agree. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Did you watch any of the uh, Dear Class of 2020 last night? I did not. No? Mm -mm. It was pretty awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I was was sitting in the backyard and I was just going through some of the clips and then Rox came out to ask me what I was doing. If I needed anything And then she went back in the house And then Catherine came out A couple minutes later She's like What are you doing? And I was like Why? She's like Because Roxy just came in And said that dad was sitting In the backyard Looking sad Listening to Katy Perry's Firework with no explanation Oh Because <laughs> <laughs> that was She's a concern <laughs> She's like What is even going on Out there right now? Because uh, uh, I First of all I love that song And Katy was like She's like pregnant And looked dynamite And she killed it last night Do you ever feel Like on screen, it was just—it was just individual sort of things. I don't know. She shot it somewhere. I don't yeah. know where she shot this, but it sort of looked whimsical and sure. you know, music video e. She was done up, like it was high production value. She wasn't doing it at. It didn't look like she was sitting in her living room, like what a lot of the COVID performances have looked like. It's so good. Perfect graduation song, huh? And there was a lot of... We'll get to the speeches a little bit later in the show because there's some really incredible moments. Beyonce uh, had some really wonderful things to say. Uh, the Obamas were there. Yeah. Uh, Justin was Timberlake. Uh, but the other music uh, clip that I want to play you is the sort of all-star remix of U2's Beautiful Day with Chris Martin, Camila Cabello, Ty Dolla Sign, Tove Lo, Khaled, Leon Bridges, uh, Cynthia Erivo, uh, Ben Platt, and Noah Cyrus. Listen to this. The heart is a Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room is that Tove Lo? No space oh, no, to rent in this town You're out of luck and the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck. You're not moving anywhere. You thought you found a friend. I like this already. Good, huh? Yeah. To take you out of this place, so you could lend a hand. 
And we'll we'll get to some of the the uh, graduation speeches from some of the big stars uh, a little bit later. But the, how it was long a, was the? the it was like show. four hours. Seems like it, it was. That yeah, lineup it was, that you just yeah, said. Yeah, it was really really long. Um, but everybody, uh, Gaga. Hold on, did Gaga sing? Did she perform? No, she just said something. What did Gaga say? Greetings to graduates across the nation. This is Lady Gaga, and I'm Italian. I wish to tell you today <laughs> that although there is much to be sad about. There is also much to be celebrated. You are watching what is a pivotal moment. Stop. Was that Gaga's stomach that growled or that was yours? It wasn't mine. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was the podium. Oh, Oh, okay. It's like somebody can't have a granola bar or something. In this country's evolution, you're watching society change in a deeply important way. When I think about racism in America... I imagine a broad forest filled densely with tall trees. Trees as old as this country itself. Trees that were planted with racist seeds. Trees that grew prejudiced branches and oppressive leaves and mangled roots that buried and entrenched themselves deep within the soil, forming a web so well-developed and so entangled that pushes back when we try to look clearly at how it really works. This forest is where we live. It's who we are. It's the morals and value system that we as a society have upheld and emboldened for centuries. I make this analog between racism and nature in this country because it's as pervasive and as real as nature. What do we do now? My answer of kindness is simple, but it's mine. Because right now, more than usual, we're trying to talk to each other. Let's talk. But just as you did in your classrooms almost every day, let's also listen. If we don't listen, we don't learn. Hmm. Congratulations to the class of 2020. I can't wait to see your forest. Wow, Lady Gaga from Dear Class of 2020 last night. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hey, it's Jenny. How are you, Jenny? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, I just had a question for you guys. Mm. I remember at the beginning of quarantine, you guys were trying to encourage Maury to learn a new skill, like uh, taking up an instrument or something. And I was just wondering if he actually did anything like that or if he learned anything new. That's interesting because we've been having this conversation quite a bit this week. Uh, Maury, did you learn anything new during quarantine? No, he did not, he says. (laughs) Did you try? You did? What did you try? Hold on, Jenny. Don't go anywhere. I don't know what's wrong with Maury today. Um, I've been um, I've been trying to cook more. Yeah, like I'm I've been cooking some pretty awesome stuff. But wasn't but wasn't the task for you? Weren't you all gung ho on learning something completely new? Okay, that I you tried. Hadn't done I before? tried learning instruments. I tried learning. What uh, instruments did you try? The recorder. But the problem is, is that anytime I start playing it, my dog starts freaking out. So right. I can't really do that. Right. So I've been cooking by following the sheets that come with the prepared meals and uh, pre-proportioned. 
ingredients. There's a lot of peas in this <laughs> sentence, man. <laughs> yeah. And how's that been going? So I've been preparing. <laughs> All of that. It's a lot of peas, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a new skill. And what else? Um, that's all. Oh, cooking. Yeah. But it's fun when you finish cooking something and it looks awesome and it tastes great. But yeah. I know that I'm. it's all proportioned out for right. me. And then next week, Maury will come in with all Q words. <laughs> <laughs> From quarantine. Because that's next on the list. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. All right, thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you uh, see that clip of the graduation ceremony down in the States where they were doing the, one of the speeches and all the sprinklers started going off? Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. Yeah. Also, poor kid. Sorry, but I know. whatever. That lawn's got to look green. <laughs> <laughs> you, right. you have the clip there, please. And two, they're usually together. This accounts for the interesting similar... <laughs> Oh, no. I swear to goodness. There. It's off. All right. Hey, y'all complain about the heat. We bring you water. <laughs> Yo, how'd they get the sprinklers off so quickly, I do, though? That I don't know. That like I've, app I've, on the phone? Yeah, I have no idea. Like the person who's in charge of it was like, oh, crap. I don't know, but do you think that the person who's in charge of when the sprinklers turn on and off shows up to the ceremony for graduation? I assume it is, and this is probably stereotypical, but yeah. I assume it's like every movie where, you know, it's like one main kind of caretaker of the school yeah. who runs everything. So he has to be there because he's the one that him and his crew got to put away the stage and all the chairs and everything. Oh, right, right, right. right. Like so groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, yeah, he's like there. Okay. He's in the background. He's got gotcha. it. He's leaning up against like the uh, like the football post <laughs> yeah. at the end zone. Yeah, yeah. And he's leaning up against it and then he sees the sprinkler go off. He's yeah. like, oh, crap, I got to yeah. turn this off. Yeah. And the kids go up and get their diplomas and he's like, yeah, good luck with life, losers. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, like, put these damn chairs away. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's a new podcast that we want to tell you about. It's called How to Not F Up Your Marriage Too Bad, and it's exclusive right now to Audible. It's available right now. Stephen Marsh is behind this podcast. How you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Uh, excited to talk to you about this new podcast that you have. Yeah, great. How not to F up your marriage too bad. <laughs> yeah, this, too bad is the key. Exactly. You're going to F it up, but, you know, too bad is the key qualifier. And I don't know if there's a better time to get into something like this than when people are being tested in relationships and marriages like they've never had to be tested before. I mean, it is you're either completely distant and can't see each other or you are locked in a house together. These are weird times for this. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you get like when you look at the numbers coming out of Wuhan or, or Italy, like the divorce rate spikes like enormously. Yeah. And then the other thing is that single people, you know, alone in their houses thinking about death all the time, uh, like get out of it. Like, I got to get married right away. Right. So it's a huge <laughs> catalyst. Right? So, so where did the idea for this podcast come from? Was it spawned from the, you know, the lockdown, everybody being indoors? Or did you have this idea from like forever ago? Well, we actually did a series called How Not to F Up Your Kids Too Bad. That was, and this is actually the sequel. It was a bit of an accidental hit, that show. 
And so this is, this is like the sequel. And, but, you know, kids, nobody really wants to talk about their kids, but everyone wants to complain about their marriages. Yes. And, like, getting people to talk about the intimate details of their marriages was actually, I mean, not that I'm not grateful to them because they really did spill their guts for us, but, like, it's easy to get people to talk about their marriages. I think that people tend to wear their... Not the problems of a marriage, but the sort of things that they dislike about their partner, but that are not deal breakers as a badge of honor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pe- people love to say, oh, my God, my husband does or my wife does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emphasizing on the whisper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people tend to they, they, they sort of embrace those. Is that what you found? Well, you know, the thing that really surprised me doing this thing was how tough marriage is. Yeah. Like, you know, I wasn't an idiot. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I knew that people were in pain in their marriages. Like, I knew that was, but I thought it was because they were doing something wrong or something like that or, uh, but, or their bad luck or something like that. But actually, marriage is really tricky. And especially in COVID, where you're like really shoved up against each other all the time, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really like it, it is not something that comes naturally. Like, it's something that requires a lot of work, even for the most successful couples and the luckiest couples. Do you find that people are still fighting about the classic fights, or did you discover some new things that are, are, are you know, coming between uh, couples? Oh, no, the, the, the fights are still, the fights are as old as time. Money, <laughs> sex, housework. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 like, but the thing I did learn is that fighting is really, like, it's a physiological response. Like, it's like, it's like a fight or flight mentality. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the, we talked to all these neurobiologists who really go into the details of it. And it's pretty interesting because like it's, you think, I mean, you know this after you've been in a relationship for a while, you never solve anything with a fight, but to have it explained why in clear, in really clear language was, was actually really helpful. Now in the podcast, How Not to F Up Your Marriage Too Bad, uh, is there uh, any content on there on resolution? Because we're talking about all the fights that people are having and what they're fighting yeah. about, but how to overcome any of that. Well, here's the number one, I mean, not the number one tip, but like, like one thing I learned that really surprised me is that couples who have, if you have sex in your marriage once a week, uh, your happiness level goes from the, it's the equivalent financially of going from earning $25,000 a year to making $75,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So think about how much happiness that actually is. I mean, when I went from 25 K to 75 K, I mean, I can't really actually remember more happiness. And the other thing that's interesting is it doesn't seem to get happier when you have more than that once, when you have more sex than once a week. So there really is a magic number of, of, you know, encounters you should have, uh, you know, during, uh, and it's once a week. And one of the things that you talk about is should you schedule sex? Yeah. And the answer is yes. I mean, literally we went, cause we like to have different points of view. We went out looking for an expert who would give us the opposite point of view and we couldn't find one. Like there's no one out there who says don't schedule sex. And are you talking to, uh, in the podcast, do you talk to like regular folks as well that you've reached out to who are more than willing to, to share their stories? Yeah. I mean, we talked to, you know, we got really intimate stories about people fighting. We got these incredible people, people who feel like we got this one woman who like keeps texting her dead husband who's been dead for many years, but she has this relationship where she texts them. And, you know, the thing about marriage is that it actually gets pretty weird pretty quickly. And we got these, these kind of weird stories that um, people were really generous enough to share with us about their intimate lives. And um, it was just, it's just, you know, marriage is so fascinating because you don't really know what's going on in other people's lives. And to get an insight into it was just was just such a gift to me. Give us a taste of the weird. Like, what was the first time you were like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, that's not that's not, not usual." What I was that's expecting. 
Well, I mean, here's one stat. Okay. Like, so I, I did, there's one on money, right? Yeah. And so we're talking, so like 7% of couples, according to one researcher, have secret wills. Secret wills. 7%? Like oh, a will a that your number. partner doesn't know about. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, like a will imagine? your partner doesn't know like, about, but then you also have a will with your partner? I mean, yeah. Right. Like it's like they, and, and the secrecy around money. I mean, that's because that because money, of course, is like the the, the it's how power works in, yeah. in these relationships. And it becomes a symbol of the power exchange in these in these relationships. But oh, a secret will. I mean, that's weird. Right. Yeah, I mean, that is weird. Yeah, because that's like that. That's that's a whole trust thing. Yeah, you know? big time. Yeah, <laughs> aka you don't trust the person that you're with, and your partner's going to find out after they die. Yeah, yeah. Die. I know. That's, <laughs> that, that's just kind of like the little, you know, the, the the punctuation on the end of that, though. Huh? How not yeah. to f up your marriage? Uh, too bad is the podcast available exclusively on Audible. Stephen, can you tell us how many how many episodes are available? Are they all going to be available at the same time, or are we yeah. going to get them like week after week? It's one of those things where it's like an it's like a, essentially a book in audio form that gets launched all at once. I mean, it's 10, it's 10 episodes and it's free for the first month. So, you know, get it today. That's perfect. Uh, you know, cause it's, um, yeah, cause soon it won't be free. Amazing. Stephen Marsh, thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show podcast. We appreciate it. Again, how not to F up your marriage too bad, exclusively on Audible, uh, available right now. You can get it. Pleasure, guys. Thanks, right. man. Take care. This is the Raza and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Gabrielle Union um, has filed a, another harassment complaint against NBC and Simon Cowell, claiming that the network's entertainment chief, Paul Telegdi, uh, tried to silence her report of racism. This is according to page six. She called the network a snake pit of racial offenses, among other complaints, mm. uh, where the network's hiring of Julianne Huff, despite the fact that she'd publicly worn blackface. Uh, in fact, blackface figured prominently in the complaint with uh, Gabrielle Union accusing the network of being, quote, silent and unapologetic about the network stars like Jimmy Fallon, Fred Armisen, and Ted Danson, who have all done blackface in the past. Uh, she also wrote that NBC star Al Roker and NBC seem fine with Fallon and Armisen's blackface. She also claimed that the network failed to stop Simon Cowell from smoking cigarettes inside, arguing that NBC had, quote, different rules for white males, saying if NBC was so concerned about eradicating racism, it would not continue uh, remaining silent when confronted confronted with racist behavior by its on-air talent, executives, and other employees, uh, but would instead implement swift disciplinary action. NBC released a statement saying the allegations that anyone involved in the process threatened Miss Union is categorically untrue. So that's the latest on uh, uh, Gabrielle Union and NBC. Uh, Kanye West uh, donated $2 million to families of uh, black victims, set up a college fund as well uh, for George Floyd's daughter. Um, nice. Kim Kardashian offered to financial assistance to a young woman uh, whose face was disfigured by rubber bullets uh, during protests earlier oh, no. this week as well. Uh, and uh, here is Adam Silver from last night explaining finally in detail exactly what a return to play and what the NBA playoffs will look like. The fairest way to do this would be to take the 16 teams that as of March 11th would have qualified eight in the West, eight in the East for the playoffs, but then to take what we're calling the six other bubble teams, and that is 
Um, and it turns out it's five teams in the West and one team in the East, and those are the teams that were within six games uh, of the eighth seed. And then we would begin playing by having what we're calling seeding games, um, and that is games to determine who ultimately should be the top eight in the West and the top eight in the East. And it will also give the players an opportunity after training camp to play not quite regular season games, but meaningful games before they go right into the playoffs. Right. You happy about that? I'm extremely happy. I cannot wait to see my Raptors play again. So they're playing in Disney, right? Yeah. Are they going to get to stay at like the Disney hotel and resort as well? Well, there's the, the thing with Disney is that that whole area is the size of Ottawa, right? So there's multiple hotels that aren't even attached to any of the specific parks, Right. So you could you have they will have no problem fitting all the players and staff in the hotels. And, and they're Disney, not going to they probably the won't parks. allow media. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I select. don't I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know. Maybe you may have to you may dial in remotely and sort of get your access that way. And, you know, post game press conferences will probably be done by Zoom yeah. or, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know Weird. how they're going to do it. But uh, but yeah, I'm just happy that basketball is back. Uh, but that also means that we talked about this yesterday. That is the confirmation of the end of the season as we know it, uh, which it means for teams as well, like the Atlanta Hawks, uh, which means that Vince Carter's career is officially over and he did already play his final game. So that is now confirmed 100%. Uh, Drew Brees apologizing a second time for his comments he made about Colin Kaepernick and taking a knee in the national anthem and the flag and everything else. So he was doing an interview uh, the other day, earlier in the week, and he had said that I never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. And then he went on to talk about how both of his grandfathers fought in World War II, so on and so forth, and that they should all stand. uh, And... Everybody went in on him. His own teammates went in on him. His former teammates went in on him. LeBron James was talking about it. And then he issued one apology. And then last night, he had these comments as well. I know there's not much that I can say that would make things any better right now. But I just want you to see in my eyes how sorry I am. I know that it hurt many people. That was never my intention. I wish I would have laid out what was on my heart in regards to the George Floyd murder, Ahmaud Arbery, the years and years of social injustice, police brutality, and the need for so much reform and change. I am sorry, and I will do better, and I will be part of the solution, and I am your ally. It was like, you know, you say to somebody when it comes to comments like that, and it's just like, read the room, man. But, But what I feared was that, you know, at that time, he did read the room. But the the problem is that the room he's still in, we've all left. Yeah, he's solo in there. Right? He's solo in there. And it took this and his own teammates and everybody else to sort of be like, hey, man, we're all in this room now. We're over here now, bro. Like We're figuring things out. We're We're trying our best. Exactly. The old, old, you know, don't disrespect the flag and everything else. Because we all know, we all know, even the people who are sort of hanging on to it for a real long time, you know, I think we all now get and understand, you know, why Kaepernick was kneeling. Yeah. And it was not Finally. to disrespect his grandfathers who fought in World War II. No. And you can't, to, to even still think of it that way is like, again, you're the only one in that room. That room is about to close. Yeah. You don't want to be 
inside that room yeah. still when it's completely so locked. It's uh, It looks like it's empty now because uh, Drew Brees apologizing for a second time. Uh, Minneapolis city council members intend to dismantle the city's police department, saying we are committed to dismantling policing as we know it in the city of Minneapolis and to rebuild with our community and rebuild our community a new model of public safety that actually keeps our community safe. This is from uh, Council President Lisa Bender. Um, Press for details on what the dismantling might look like. She told CNN that she was looking to shift police funding towards community-based strategies and that the city and city council would discuss how to replace the current police department, saying the idea of having no police department is certainly not in the short term. So that is how they are uh, moving towards fixing the problems that uh, they have in Minneapolis. Uh, Terry Crews trending again for all the wrong reasons. So for some, Terry, no. yeah, Terry tweeted uh, yesterday, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we are all in this together. And... That didn't go over well at all. I think my favorite comment was, Terry, you're an actor. You've played many roles, but you've never once in real life acted like somebody smart. Oh, <laughs> damn, Terry. Uh, and also Mark Wahlberg uh, getting slammed on social media. He um, chimed in with a George Floyd uh, post and a hashtag Black Lives Matter and then was quickly ripped apart uh, on social media because, of course, Mark was convicted for assault he committed at the age of 16 in 1988 in Boston towards a pair of Vietnamese-American men who he punched and knocked out with a wooden stick. And some of the social media reactions centered around how John Boyega said that he might face severe consequences for his anti-racist views. Uh, meanwhile, Mark Wahlberg has had a thriving career. One person wrote, we live in a world where John Boyega uh, might be blackballed for speaking out against racist violence, and Mark Wahlberg will always work despite being guilty of it. Somebody else wrote, John Boyega is afraid that he might lose his career because he is protesting against racism and police brutality, but Mark Wahlberg has a whole hate crime section on his Wikipedia page oh, and is boy. one of the highest paid actors in the world. So that's what was uh, going on there, if you see those two names trending today. So Joe Exotic's letter, he wrote, My soul is dead. I struggle every I, I struggle every day to hold on to what little hope I can. They keep me locked up 24-7 with no phone, email, or commissary, and you will never understand the mental abuse this does to a person. I don't even know if I'm married anymore, because I guess what's happening is that um, it Dylan is Dylan that his, Passage? Dylan yeah. Passage, his his current husband, has stopped communicating with him, <gasps> and then oh. and then people are just sending Joe Exotic pictures and updates on how hard Dylan is partying on the outside world, mm-hmm. and it's driving uh, Joe Exotic crazy. And he goes, as most people know. Um, I was born with CVID, not COVID-19. It's a, in, in, I don't know, it's the, whatever, the blood infectious disease that he has every four weeks. Uh, and I've not had one since the end of January. I'm losing weight. Sores won't heal. I'll be dead in two to three months is what Joe Exotic said. So he's giving himself two to three months unless he can get out. And then at the end of the letter, he calls on Kim Kardashian to help. What? But that's what she does, right? She gets people out of jail now. She's very but, good at it. I know, but <laughs> I'm sure she's seen Tiger King on Netflix, and I'm sure she's not rushing to his aid. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt's rumored girlfriend and former Arrested Development star Leah Shawkat is being blasted for using the N-word while quoting Drake in a resurfaced 2016 video. 
Uh, and she now admits that she is ashamed and embarrassed. So this was from 2016, and the video shows um, her on stage at South by Southwest. And in the video, she's telling a story when she quotes the Drake lyric, we were all at the penthouse together and everyone was looking around like, N-word, we made it. So that's what she said on stage. And then mm. she uh, came off that um, uh, on social media to say that I am deeply sorry and f- and take full responsibility. It was a careless moment, one that I am ashamed and embarrassed by, but vow to continue to learn from. I regret using a word that carries so much pain in history for black people as it is never a word to be used by someone who is not black. And CBC host Wendy Mesley is apologizing for using a certain word in a discussion about race at the CBC. Uh, she said that she is deeply ashamed after using a word that should never be used Mm. during an editorial discussion. And I guess what the context was with this is that she used a word while quoting somebody who used that word in a discussion about interviewing this particular individual. Gotcha. So they, they were like, so they weren't necessarily her words. She said it. She quoted somebody. But she quoted somebody else. Who right. Said it. Okay. So now they've taken her off our um, pending an investigation. I saw, was it last week or two weeks ago? Didn't Hannah, the Bachelorette, mm. she was caught, she was doing something Maybe. on, I think it was Instagram stories where she was singing a song. Yeah. And she didn't edit herself and <clears> saying <throat> the N word. And yeah. like everybody, she lost like, Thousands of followers that day, yeah. yeah. Uh, Friends co-creator, Marta Kaufman, I'll tell you, this Friends reunion that they're doing on HBO Max is like, the, the, the steam is just coming out of this and the wheels are falling off. One, because I think that these reunions, there's a lot, lot less excitement because during COVID on Zoom, all these great shows and casts have been reuniting. And like, we're flush with these great reunions. Yeah. And they paid millions of dollars for the Friends one. And, and it's so, not the, really the reunion that everybody kind of wanted. It's going to be them on stage answering yeah. questions, right? And sort of talking about the show. And so you already have the sort of luster worn off of these massive reunions because we've had so much. And now you have Friends co-creator, Marta Kaufman, uh, who got emotional when she admitted that she didn't do enough to promote diversity on Friends. So that conversation now, this big reunion may wind up turning into a less of a conversation about friends and more of as you saw when friends started on Netflix, more about a conversation about the problematic aspects of friends. I wish I knew then what I know today. I would have made it. I get sorry. I just wish I knew that what I know now. I would have made very different decisions. I mean, we've always encouraged um, people of diversity in our company, but I didn't do enough. And now all I can think about is what can I do? What can I do differently? Um, How can I run my show in a new way? And that's something I not only wish I knew when I started show running, but I wish I knew all the way up through last year. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Love this part of the podcast. Yo, Justin, what's up? Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Are we on speaker? No. Oh, all right. Where are you right now? In my bedroom. Cool. How old are you, Justin? I'm 13. Mm, how you been spending quarantine? Uh, boring. Oh. <laughs> Have you been taking part in your like online classes or anything? Yeah. How's that going for you? 
It's going good. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, what's your question? My question was, what is your thoughts on ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> like, like just in general, what are my thoughts on ghosts? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Wait, before we answer, what are your thoughts on ghosts, 13-year-old Justin? So me, my mom, and my dad were watching a lot of paranormal videos on YouTube. Uh. So I'm like, what will Roz and Mocha think of ghosts? No, no, what, but what, what are your thoughts on ghosts? Yeah, what are your thoughts? Oh. I mean, scary. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> so you believe in ghosts, though? Yes. Oh, you do very do much. Do both of your parents believe in ghosts? Uh, I think so. Okay. Oh, okay. I, too, come from a long line of ghost believers. My mother is a very big ghost believer. Catherine believes in ghosts, my, my girlfriend slash wife. Um, she believes in ghosts. My mom used to tell this story years ago where her and her best friend, Gail used to use the Ouija board all the time. What? And they would tell stories of like stuff flying Whoa. across the living room and like the Ouija board like predicted Gail's divorce and not only that, told the people the name of like, told my mom and Gail the name of the new guy she was going to marry. And like, Ooh, Gail? My, yeah. Oh, and like, and did it come true? Yeah, it did. It did. They, they say it did. Uh, and like, so I grew up, I grew up hearing about these stories of like my mom and the Ouija board. And then one of the houses that we lived in when I was a kid, I guess a woman died uh -huh. in the house and my mom would wake up, she says, in the middle of the night and like the whole room would be on fire. And my mom says that she would just start talking to this ghost to calm her down and then the flames would subside. And then my mom says she fixed up the house, I guess, with like a wallpaper border or whatever. And then the ghost must have liked the way that she fixed up the house because then the ghost stopped coming around again. Because of wallpaper? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so I come from like, I come from a long line of ghost believers. Now, what are my thoughts on ghosts? There's no such thing. <laughs> Dude, but the house okay. was on fire. No, the house was not on fire. Okay, the house was not on fire. There's no ghosts. Uh, Mocha is a very big ghost believer, although he denies it on this no, show. Oh, no, not because if you go back, if you go back to when we first started this show, you uh, used to like be very vocal about your believement in believement. I guess that's a word. Maybe not. Yeah, that sounds it right. Uh, in ghosts, Mocha. And then at some point you uh -huh. switched your opinion. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, exactly. But I think that Mocha says that he doesn't believe in ghosts because even saying that he believes in ghosts scares him. No, I'm not scared. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Not at all. I'm not scared of ghosts. He sounds scared. <laughs> Shut up, Justin. Uh, <laughs> so, Mocha, what are, your what are your thoughts on ghosts? Um... I guess I used to believe in ghosts. Yeah? I don't think I believe in them anymore. No? Nah. Okay. Nah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, wow. You went from hardcore to ridiculous. Yeah, close to ridiculous. Yeah. Although, yeah. so our three-year-old at home, in the past like two weeks or so, yeah. I don't know how this popped into his head, yeah. but he keeps talking about ghosts. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll like come into the room, <laughs> like he'll be playing, right? In yeah. his room or yeah. wherever, in another room. And then he'll come into the room where I am. Yeah. And then be like, Dad, there's a ghost. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, follow me. I'm like, what? And he'll reach out for me to take his hand. Yeah. And then I have to follow him into like his little playroom with all of his toys. Yeah. And be like, there's a ghost. I'm like, there's no such thing as ghosts. I'm like, all right, yo, let's get out of here. Let's go to the next one. Does he, what does he say? He has a Does he talk to the ghosts? No, he's never talked to them, but oh. he always, and I think maybe he's just playing around. Yeah. Maybe he's just trolling. Yeah. But he's like, there's a ghost. There's a ghost. Right. But I just so don't, don't think he asked him if he talked to the ghost. No, I don't want to put no, that. No, don't tell, don't tell Catherine that because Catherine, if ever Roxy says she'll, you know, just like start talking about something like this or ghosts, instead of Cat, Catherine doesn't say, sweetheart, there's no such thing as ghosts. What Catherine says is, oh yeah, that happens to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> yeah, Maury, what are your but thoughts But I think on it's endearing. I will say this before we get to Maury. Uh, I will say this. I do find it um endearing when people believe in ghosts um as a way of not letting go mm -hmm. I, I i will say this because i think that Cath catherine sees a sort of beauty in the idea of ghosts and spirits and this kind of thing like she's never it's not about haunting and it's yeah. not about you know anything sort of the you fire know, blazing it, ghost that leaves once the wallpaper you. goes up thank you <laughs> right it's not it's it's not like that she has a really beautiful sort of relationship uh with her views on ghosts that I, uh, I I can't crap on, although I do not agree. I think it's just people have a hard time moving on. Uh, so, you, so Maury, you definitely believe in ghosts. Oh, a hundred, like a hundred and ten percent. Okay, no like, such thing, but okay. Like I even speak to my dead papa on a daily in the shower. Right. He doesn't respond, but things happen. Right. Like I'll ask for something, yes. and then. You know, like, oh, I really wish we have ice cream tonight. And Matthew will then be like, you know, we should go for ice cream. And I'm like, you see? Right. And huh. last Halloween, we went to a seance and we heard balls dropping, like, in the hallway. <laughs> you, and like went, balls? you and Matthew went to a seance with balls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a little clink, clink, clink down the stairs. And then before that, yes. I was in a hotel, oh, the most God, haunted hotel room go. in the world. And uh, I saw the ghost. Uh, no, you didn't. Justin, have you ever have you ever heard this? Did you ever hear the clip of Dammit Mori when he went to the haunted hotel room? Yes. Okay. And okay. then he like fake got scared. Do you have that? And there? he was fake sleeping so, so, okay, and the, fake snoring. The backstory: the hotel is what Mori? It's the Frank Gehry Hotel, and it is in uh, uh, Winnipeg. And it's known for... And it's room 1742, and it's known for this maid died in the room. And this was... Maury went and stayed in that hotel room and then uh, went to sleep, quote-unquote, and then left his, uh, re like, microphone recording uh -huh. while, while, he, see, while he was uh -huh. sleeping. And then this is apparently... Actual audio. Maury waking up in the middle of the night when the ghost... Kate? Kate visited him. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Holy <laughs> <laughs> The room just got so cold. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm 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 getting I'm getting <laughs> Uh-huh. Woman, white dress is now gone. Uh-huh. I can't. 
I can't. No, I can't. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, you're not. You're a liar. <laughs> I'm out of here. Now, tell me that's not <laughs> scary footage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, so where did you go when you said I'm out of here? Yeah, where did you go? Back to bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see? And the only reason you were cold was because you were not sleeping at home, which means that it was probably the first time in a very long time <laughs> that you didn't have to sleep with socks in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> as, per, as per Matthew's rules of no bare feet in bed. Hey, Justin, thank you very much for the question, bro. Thank you. All right, man. You be safe. I can't. I can't. I'm <laughs> Sarah asks, what is your favorite type of French fry? Oh. Like, there's only one, but they're different shapes, right? There's only one kind of French fry, but there's different shapes. Okay, well, read that question again. What is my favorite type of French fry? Yeah. Okay, so let's go through the different types then. There's wedges. But that's a, a wedge, not a fry. No. No, no. Well, there's the, they're still French fries. No, no. Those are potato wedges. Yeah. I'll so, tell you mine. Okay, so I like, I think different types of fries would be like skin on, skin off. Curly. Curly. Or does she mean I McDonald's? love mm. curly fries. You do? Oh, curly fries are so... Yeah. Can I tell you, I would rather not have fries than eat a curly fry. Are you serious? Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. How has McDonald's never done curly fries yet? Because they're awful. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't do I don't do curly fries. Can you love curly Google fries. McDonald's curly fries cuz I'm almost sure, certain they did. Oh, you think they did at one time like it was the McPizza? <laughs> Yo, you which one is that? Was a few McPizzas that you say. Yeah. Those were so good. McDonald's uh curly fries. Uh, oh yeah, they did. See, I thought so. But in North America, though, or is this like? Yeah, no, I totally remember having these. Yeah, they did for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, they Twister bring those fries. Back. They yeah. should bring these back. Yo, McDonald's, please bring back the uh, your curly fries. Yeah. Oh, these are so good. Damn. Interesting, huh? Like I, McDonald's does a good fry. God. So I guess we can just agree. Just. What, well, what no, is your favorite on. type of French okay. fry? No, no. I will say this. My like poutine my, is a type of French no, fry. No, it's not. No, it's not. My favorite type of French fry is. I love like the thin, long, shoestring cut French fries. Same. I don't like the supersized fry. Okay. Unless they are triple fried from like the day before. Mm, <laughs> See, I okay. don't like those because then you, you get less ketchup when you dunk. See, I don't, I don't, I only, I only do four at a time in gravy. Mm. Um, no, shoestring fries are my best. Like if you're doing steak free, like if you're doing steak and fries, like yeah, those yeah. thin little, I don't like the, I don't like a big fat French fry, right? Like I don't like a big thick fry. I don't mind the ones that have a little bit of skin on them still. Really, huh? Yeah, yeah see? I don't mind those. Like pub style is what I think yes. they call those, right? Not a fan. Lisa M. asks, have you ever gone on a diet and been successful? Absolutely. Juice cleanse. Mm. Once a year. Yeah, mm, but then immediately but like unsuccessful, diet, though. though. Yeah, but for a moment, for a couple months, it's successful. When was the last time you did one of those? Very unhealthy, unhe Last December. Way. No, but that's like saying, have you ever starved yourself and lost pounds? <laughs> or it's like, yeah, every, yes. every yeah. December. That's, that, that's not, have you ever gone on a diet and been successful? I think success, but what people want to know when it comes to success is if it is still currently a success. Well, I'd say yes. It's it is a not still currently no, a success. Not current. No, because, it, because of COVID-15. Yeah, because fact, of COVID-15. No, but you <laughs> stopped in January, though. Yeah, and I was doing great, and then this COVID thing no, happened. No, 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 no. We didn't get no. to this point until it didn't start until March. Like, in fact, so yesterday. You had all of January and all of February. Yesterday, while we were in line at Dairy Queen, Matthew's like, you're going to have to go on another juice cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, in front of everybody? Yeah. That's so mean. Uh, that's so mean. I don't know what I would do. I but really we're waiting don't. for ice cream. That's I, so funny. I really don't know what I would do. 
Like I, I'm so blessed to have Catherine. I, I got out of the pool the other day uh -huh. and I took my swimsuit off because that's my trick when it's windy because our place is really windy. So when you get out of the pool sometimes, listen to my problems, everybody. <laughs> um, when you get out of the pool sometimes uh -huh. and the wind hits your cold body, you get, you get a chill. Uh -huh. And so what I don't like is I don't like when I'm in a soaking wet bathing suit because then it just drips freezing cold water all over my feet. So my trick to getting out of the pool is I take my, I take my trunks off while I'm still in in the pool, right? Okay. Okay. And then I carry them up with me and hang them up. And then I immediately put on a towel. And that way I don't have freezing cold, wet trunks dripping all over me. And then I went and lounged on a, I went and lied face down on a lounger uh -huh. and tucked my arms underneath me because I was so cold and I was, and I was naked. <laughs> and Catherine was sitting not that far away from me. And I remember I was lying there pasty and like my, I got like a little bit of hair on my shoulders because I haven't been trimming down during COVID and whatnot. And then I remember I even farted and it was such a disgusting sight that it must have been like, it must have been so revolting to see me lying there like that, just wet and farting. And, and you know, Catherine said nothing. Yeah. She said nothing. She just kept on reading her book. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I'm like, I love you. What are you doing, Maureen? <sighs> Hello. Hey, um, just wondering if I can come to the pool, Rod. Shut up, Maury. Maury just walked out of our room and went into his room and called. <laughs> Why, why are you being such a perv? I'm not going to take my trunks off if you're there. First of all, you'll never be there. <laughs> or won't I? No. I took the oh. numbers off the house just in case Maury come looking for me one day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you stop messing around in there? Get I back, figured it'd be easier to ask him on the phone. No, get back. And you're also, you're looking at me when you say that, yeah, which is so super weird. weird. Get out of here, man. All right. Hey, what'd I miss? <laughs> Shut up. You know what I had the other day too? Speaking of French fries, I had a pogo the other day. What's that? Like I haven't like had a, a pogo dog. in so long. Bro, I'm telling you. Is that the hot dog on a stick thing? Yeah. I've never had one. You've never had a corn what? dog? What? No, even, never. Even at like the like the going to like the fair or anything like that? Never. You never had a corn no, dog? Never. It's so good. That is one of the reasons why like with COVID and all the, the even the small town fairs across the country that are all shut down this year and then the big ones, the CNE here in Toronto. And corn dog is like, that's my summer thing. To me, that tastes like summer. How do you yeah. cook it? Like corn in the microwave? Dog. No, they deep fry them. So you take a giant no, hot dog on the stick. the frozen ones. No, in the oven. Oh, stick wow. them in the oven. Yeah, so they take it's a giant hot dog on a stick, and then they dip it into a, a huge vat of cornmeal um, batter, mm. and then they just throw it right in the deep fryer. Oh, and so good, bro! You did that is... a little bit of mustard. Oh my god! <laughs> I love corn dogs. Now we're talking. Like I love corn, and corn dogs are the kind of thing that people don't make at home. Yeah, you know, unless they're frozen, they throw them in the oven. But like that fresh corn dog thing, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who made an actual. Have you corn ever made dog. them? I've never made a corn oh, dog at home. And you have no. a deep fryer. I don't do. you? Yeah, Does it have yeah. to be corn or can you make it like with quinoa or something? No, uh, no. Jeez, uh, I don't know. No, that'll break I apart. Don't, I don't know. I, who wants a quinoa dog? <laughs> First of all, why do you have to say that? More like you're the one who eats the worst out of all of us. You're, yeah, kind of, so you're spending your time right now trying to come up with a healthy corn Speaking dog? Of, Matthew took out a shirt, a white shirt from the closet going, well, if we ever make it to your dad's pool, you'll be wearing this. Oh, <gasps> <geez>. <laughs> why is he so mean? Awful. He just doesn't want me to embarrass him. Hey, look at my shirt. Look at this, guys. Look at this. What? Hold on. Let me stand up. Look at... See my pink tie-dye shirt? That's yeah. awesome. Roxy and I made these. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we did on the weekend. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I got that's a couple nice. of them. Nice. Yeah, I'm a tie guy. I'm a tie-dye guy now. That's, that's fantastic. Nice. Right? I never thought I was. You know, it's so weird. You could sell Where those. did she get that idea from? 
What, tie-dyeing? Yeah. Rox- because- Roxy and Catherine have been tie-dyeing forever. Like, Roxy is, like, exclusively wearing her own tie-dyed shirts now. So I've seen in the past, like, six, seven months, yeah. more and more brands are coming out with, and especially now with summer just around the corner, yeah. more and more brands are coming out with their tie-dye hoodies and T-shirts, and, like, I have saw flip-flops with, like, tie-dye design on it and everything. Really, yeah? Yeah, I've noticed that. So I don't know if she maybe saw it online and was like, oh, I want to do that no. as well. No, they've been tie-dyeing like crazy. Every, every summer, they've been doing it for like the past three summers where they tie-dye a bunch of stuff. But I'm into it. Do I you know why they call it tie-dye. Yeah, because you have to tie it. Exactly. You, you tie elastics yeah. around it. Although you don't because Roxy does it with just the color splatter and she doesn't like the swirls. So she doesn't actually tie hers. She just like sort of crumples. But if you tie it. them a certain way, you can add t- different colors. Yes, yes, you can do you can do that. I didn't do it. I just did pink and purple. But um, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm tie dyeing now, so I'm spending my time. You could sell those, you know, on Etsy. Um, why? I'd, listen, man, this is the thing about hobbies, Maury, is that as soon as you do something that is fun, you can't get the idea immediately to start making money off it because then it ceases to be fun. No, but it's profitable. <sighs> Like, I'm going to start now selling tie-dyed shirts. <laughs> like, what, I got to get a van now? <laughs> right? Uh, did you answer that question, Roz? What? I don't think you've ever been on a diet. You don't go on a diet. Because you look fabulous as you are. No, have I gone on a diet? I mean, I, I, I did years ago when, before all of this, you know, gluten and nobody really knew what was going on, um, the big popular diet in the 90s was the Atkins diet. And basically what it was, it was the first time anybody really started cutting out carbs. Mm -hmm. Because before the Atkins diet, the big sort of names in fame dieting were Susan Powder. Remember Susan Powder, who was the the, the blonde lady with the shaved head? No. She used to do infomercials at night. She used to weigh like 400 pounds and then she lost it all. And her whole philosophy was fat in, fat out. I believe that's what it was. And And then the Atkins diet happened and everybody just started cutting out the carbs. And it was all anybody would say, I'm off the carbs, I'm off the carbs, I'm off the carbs. And so at that point in the, I guess it was about 96 or 97, um, I started cutting out the carbs as well. And it was just, I'd never not in my life eaten carbs. I would have bread with every single thing I ate, every meal of the day and fries and everything else. And I remember I went like five, six months of just no carbs and I lost a ton of weight. Really? Yeah, like a a ton of weight. Um, but I got bored of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this food is also just too delicious. Bread is what really the good. cabbage Pasta. diet? Did you ever do? The, no, that's a big I never thing. did any of those. I know the oh, cabbage yeah. soup diet is what I people remember were doing. I remember there was one point in time where everybody yeah. was doing that. And it, it smells disgusting. When we started doing ET Canada, I guess like, I don't even know, 15 years ago, the big thing that was going on at the time was like a, you know, the people were carrying around these giant buckets with them. And in that bucket was like water, cayenne pepper, lime or lemon and like all this other stuff. And they would just like, people were walking down the halls. It was completely acceptable in the workplace. It looked like everybody was like swilling moonshine, right? And you would just hear these giant buckets shaking. The jugs, like the the milk jugs. Like a milk jug. And then people just sitting around at their desks, like hauling off these things because they had to drink 30 pounds of it every day. When you do the juice cleanse, the cayenne drink is one of your daily juices. Yeah, but this, but I'm talking people were going through like five liters of this in a yeah, day. And All the celebrities used to do it too. And everybody was walking around the office with these big giant things. And when they get down to it, there's only like a quarter left. That The look of what they were drinking is horrendous. It looks like you're drinking sand. Thank you. It's disgusting, <laughs> right? But that, I remember that was really popular uh, for people. I never did that though. I never got on that stuff. I, I, did, remember, I did an herbal one for a while where you just took pills. 
Yeah. Like How'd herbal, that work for you? herbal pills. I lost, it didn't work. No. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, a pill, uh, an, all, an all pill diet didn't work for you, Mark? <laughs> Did you ever do a diet, Mocha? Uh, well, right before Cruz was born, like a year and a half, like Jen and I got a little bit more serious about, about working out and being healthy and eating healthy. Yeah. And I think at that point, uh, within the first three months, I'm talking like three, four days a week working out. Yeah, yeah dude, you looked swell. I lost, I think, like 15 pounds. Yeah. That's probably the most. Yeah. 15, 16 pounds. Yeah. That's and good, that was though. it. Yeah. But that, that was mainly from exercise, though. Not that was necessarily exercising. from diet. Uh, a diet, lot of it diet was, helped, but it was, yes. it was a full lifestyle. It's not oh, like a sure. diet. Like, I'm going on a diet. I'm not eating this right. or doing this. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, I, I never went, like, on a full, full diet diet. Right, All right. right uh, Gina asks, what's a piece of advice that you got from your mom or, in Maury's case, from Aunt Susie <laughs> that still sticks with you to this day? Oh, no, my nose from my dad, not my legal guardian, Susie. Oh, okay. So my dad, dad, I'll never forget it when he said, set little goals for yourself because they're easier to achieve. <laughs> right. Did your dad knew you so well, even <laughs> at a young age. Even as a child. <laughs> so what was the last small goal that you set for yourself that you then... It's constant little achieved. goals, whether it's, you know, let's pay off this or, you know, my let's get... What was the last thing you paid off? You don't pay off anything. Oh, I put money down onto my credit card so that I can buy more. So that was, let's pay... Oh, so you don't pay it off. Did anybody give you financial advice when you were younger? Yeah. Like what kind? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point, somebody gave me yes. some financial advice. <laughs> yes, of course. What did they say? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was the last little goal that you set for yourself that you actually achieved? Yeah. Um, it was to get, uh, what was it, would it be? Oh, shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Do you remember any advice that your mom or your dad gave you, Ross? Oh, God, so much. Um, my mom was always really big on, she would, cause she would say it constantly, which is, you know, don't ask a question you don't want to hear the answer to. Mm. That was a real big one that stuck with me because she was always, like, pretty blatant. Um, my dad once told me that the, uh, <laughs> the, the easiest way to avoid getting smacked in the mouth is to just never say something that's going to get you smacked in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great advice, though. That's a hardcore answer, too. You know? It's like, that's the easiest way. There's a lot of ways, but that's the easiest. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I got gotcha. you. I get it. Uh, there's one saying that my mom said when I was a kid, and it's still, to this day, will pop into my head. Yeah. Which is... Those who don't listen must feel. Right. Oh. <laughs> listen to Shem. Is that, yeah. a, is that a guy in East thing, Shem? I was just going to say. Get in Shem, here. Come Shem's on in, like on the Shem. floor dying right now. Come on in, Shem. Come right? on in. Come here. Come here. Come here. Because Shem's guy in East too. Two guys in East coming yo, on in here. Who says that in your house? Is it your, your mom or your dad? Oh, who's, who my, says that? My mom, my grandmother. Can you, break that? Can, can you break that down? What does that mean? Like to you, what is it supposed to mean? That's a threat, first and foremost. Okay. Um, a warning is probably the best thing, best thing to sort of say. It's a warning. Okay. And, and, so, and so say the saying again. Say it again. Those Marcos. who don't listen must feel. Okay. So meaning if you don't listen. So it's not an emotional feel. This is more of if you don't listen, you get whooped. Um. So growing up, it definitely meant getting your ass whooped. <laughs> but I think it's also in the bigger picture supposed to mean yeah. in a non get your ass whoop kind of way. Okay. For example... We're telling everybody, don't go outside without wearing a mask because it's dangerous for you. Yes. Right? You may contract COVID-19. Now, if you go out with a mask, without a mask, and you get sick, 
and that the painfulness of COVID-19 running through your body, that sickness that you get, okay. that is the effects That's of not going outside. That's the feel. Without wearing a mask. Okay. Now, what was it for you growing up, Sham? Oh, no, that's it. That's the one. That's, yeah. that's definitely the one. And the thing uh, to add on to that, um, yes, there's an emotional aspect to it. But if you cried and you showed emotion, then yeah. you would feel oh, afterwards. Because yeah. <laughs> okay. you're not allowed okay. to cry. Okay. Which, now, now, which feel are you talking about? The whoop you feel? The whoop you feel, yeah. yeah. So you <laughs> if you cried, you got whooped? Oh, no. The more you cried, the more you got whooped. Oh. Because, <laughs> you know, you didn't listen. And now you're crying about I it. I could never really? be Guyanese. No. Oh, I well, okay. So nope. there's a okay. So you would do something, yes, and then get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then would you get whooped and then cry, or would you cry and then get whooped? Well, I, I'd cry in anticipation of getting whooped. Okay, and then I get whooped. Then I'd cry, continue to get whooped because I was crying. Oh, and who did the majority of the whooping? Um, my mom. Your mom. I, I've, I've, I've I've had like. Like, sorry, mom. I've had uh, slippers thrown at me. <laughs> um, so I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. Yeah, shouldn't no, it's okay. I okay. laugh. It's fine. Okay. I've had therapy. It's fine. I've had slippers thrown at me. Yeah. I've had, oh, an iron. An, an iron? iron is not fun. Yeah. An what iron. do you mean, an iron? Like, like Iron is on. Those who don't listen must fear. <laughs> yeah, man. Now you feel the heat in his yeah. iron. Oh, <laughs> that's a different world, man. That is a different. I'm going to start using that now. Yeah, those yeah. who don't listen must feel. There's yeah. a, a friend of mine who he was like the manager of a store or something. Yeah. I can't remember. He was a manager at, oh, yeah, no, it was a clothing store or a clothing brand. And he told me that one day he was. they had this big meeting and he was so irate with the staff because they screwed up on some big project, right? Mm-hmm. And he told me, because he called me right after, and he was like, I used the line. I used your mom's line. At work? At work. He yelled at everybody and said, now those who don't listen must feel. And he turned around and walked out of the room, and everybody was sitting in there like looking at each other like, what does he mean? And then he called yeah. me. He's like, yo, man, I just used your mom's line on everybody. Oh. They're so confused if, and they're so I, scared. I swear to God, I don't, if somebody said that to me at work, I don't even know if I would go to HR. I would probably just quit <laughs> on, the, on the spot. <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> uh, Celine asks, if you had uh, household thank you, rules, thank you, brother. If you had household rules like Dammit Mori has, what would it be? But I don't have household rules like Dammit Mori has. I don't want to have household rules like Dammit Mori has. No, no, Mori but has. if you were, what do you think would be one thing? Something happened yesterday mm-hmm. in our house that I know for a fact this would be a rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is I left uh, tissue in my pocket. And normally I empty my pockets before the clothing goes into, mm-hmm. into the laundry. And this one time, but it kind of happens every week, Mm -hmm. I forgot. So I think if there were rules in our house, it would be you must check your pockets before your clothing gets washed. So who's doing the wash at this point? Jenna. That's her responsibility, not your responsibility. Oh, wow. (laughs) Sure you want to say that, bro? She's the final. Those should all listen must feel. Just out of curiosity, Maury, what's the last rule in your uh, in your condo that you broke that Matthew got super upset? Oh, it was the dishes. He, oh. I, he was in the kitchen. And I was watching TV, and he said, if I ever am going to divorce you, it would be over the dishes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> really, huh? Not for any of the other stuff. <laughs> no, it's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> Caitlin asks, uh, what's your favorite sandwich? Sandwich. Mine is always number one, forever will be veal. Really, yeah. Yeah, veal parm with some cheese and onions and peppers. Oh, extra cheese. Mm. 
mushrooms. You know what I think my actual favorite sandwich, I mean, I have a lot of favorite sandwiches. I love the combo of, to me, the combo of chicken, cheese, bacon, lettuce, and tomato, and melted and heated. To me, that is just always going to be a winning combo. But an old school tuna sandwich is still maybe my favorite. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love, I, I really do. I love a tuna sandwich. But what I've been eating a lot of lately, mm-hmm. and maybe you guys can debate me on this and say that it's not a sandwich. What I've been eating a lot of lately are homemade bacon egg McMuffins with cheese. I would still consider that a sandwich. It's the act of a sandwich. Where you bite it and then yeah. the, that, that the egg bursts mm-hmm. and then you just use whatever's left in your hands to sop everything up off the plate. Yeah, I love those. And it's those. so hot and you put a lot of pepper on it. Mm. And to me, like, that is, I've been eating so many of those because I'm just home during the day and Catherine will come into the office while I'm doing something and she'll just hand me one. She just goes ahead and makes me one during yeah. the day. And I'm like, God, I love That's you. What I have to do during Matthew's Zoom meetings is bring him a sandwich. Yeah, but I don't use it for clout though. She just does it because she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, stings. <laughs> <laughs> That's another rule in Maury's house. When Matthew's doing his Zoom meetings, Maury has to play like he's his assistant. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to have the towel over my arm. <laughs> Bring sandwiches and tea. My yeah. favorite sandwich would have to be the egg salad. Oh, God. So smell. You know, one time Maury brought an egg salad sandwich yeah. to a movie screening where it was just like only press allowed. So there's like a so big gross. movie theater and probably 30 people in the theater, yeah. right? And Maury always brings sandwiches. Actually, I don't know if the egg salad sandwich is better or worse than the time you brought a tuna sandwich to I'd say egg is worse. Movie, egg is worse. Screening. Egg yeah. is worse. Yeah, egg And is I would say we don't sit beside each other. We sit like rows, if not like seats and seats and seats away from each other. Yeah. And I could still smell that egg salad sandwich. I was on a flight one time when I'm not, no joke, the person beside me on... I was at the window. The person who was sitting in the middle seat, okay, had an egg salad sandwich. Yeah. And the person who sat in front of me, in front of me, crushed three cans of sardines. Sardines. Ew. Yep. That Ew. shouldn't be allowed. There's no way. <laughs> that shouldn't be allowed. Yep. That's so gross. So yeah. he opened the can of sardines. Yeah, yeah. It was like a can or a jar, whatever it was, but he went through three of them. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So, gross. so gross. And did anyone say anything? No, no. And I was surprised that nobody did. Can everybody you, everybody you, was so can polite. Can you imagine if the, the, the egg salad person next to you like Roll tapped you on the shoulder? <laughs> yeah. And was like, you believe this guy up there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Aaron asks, is never returning something that you borrowed considered stealing? No, because the person you borrowed it from knows you have it and it's their responsibility to ask for it back. Ah, uh, no, it's not. Wow. If you borrow something, it's your responsibility to give it back to the person. See, that, that is a very a, creative way, more of saying I steal from my friends. Yeah, well, We have a friend that has our full box set of Oz, the TV show on DVD, mm-hmm. and hasn't given it back to us in years. Have you asked for it? No, but I'm like, I don't think it's stealing. It's like, if I want it, I can ask for it. Or the next time we see her, then she could give it back. But I don't think that's theft. What about a car? If you borrow a car? What if I borrowed your car? And you never brought it back? Correct. But then, I I mean, did you, like, leave town? No, I just didn't bring it back. I mean, then I think it's my responsibility to phone you going, hey, you done with the car? And I and and (laughs) I go, he says no. Yeah, what if I say no? (laughs) Okay, I'll call you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) No, if those you who borrow, don't listen must feel. <laughs> See, thank you. Yes. They can apply to anything, everywhere. Um, 
Yeah, like no. a lawnmower. Let's let's say let's say not like your 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 kid or your car or anything like that. But let's let's say we're talking about like a toaster. <clears throat> no, not a toaster because I don't care about a toaster. Tools. Uh, or a, a shirt. <laughs> You may have to sit this one out. Yeah. <laughs> your, <laughs> your suggestions are just terrible, bro. Okay, let's say. Oh, here. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give a great example. Okay. A great example. Um, I have something that I need uh, to do for a presentation, mm-hmm. and I don't have the equipment to do it. So I ask if for the weekend I could borrow your MacBook Air. Sure, and I say yes. Right. And then I just don't return it. Then you just stole my laptop, right? right? Okay, yes. So now, so you borrowed my shirt. No, I borrowed your I borrowed your computer at home. Yeah, but then I should phone you and say you done with the computer. And right. If he says no, yeah. Okay, what if I say you, no? Call you tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Every week on Instagram at Kiss Nine Two Five is where you'll find Ask Razamoka. Ask your question, we will answer. Thank you for listening. This has been the Razamoka Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.